Everything inside of me is what it is. It's not changing for you, for you. To myself, I stay true. So
Okay, here we are. MBM podcast. I'm not going into the whole MBM after hours podcast BS crap, whatever. I don't know. I don't even know why I changed the name 13 different times to this crap. Anyway, we're here. We're the MBM podcast, or I'm the MBM podcast, and I just bring a bunch of my friends with me. That's what I'm calling it now. There's no rhyme or reason to it. This is the way it is. Um, I'm going back to RC. Like, don't get me wrong. Tonight, we're going to talk about a ton of different stuff. Kyle's looked up a bunch of stuff, making fun of uh, a friend of ours from uh, that I've, I, I don't from Cow RC. Jeremy Dre is on with us tonight. Um, I have a little. Uh, <laughs> I worked on a. Hang on, I worked on a little ditty for him. Oh, that's the wrong way. I don't want to play that guy. Here, hey, wait for it. Is that Dre over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that never gets old. So I'm having to use my phone for my second audio channel tonight, which is irritating because of Windows 10 updated and my second sound card stopped working. So if there's anybody out there that has a newer sound card they want to give to me, let me know because I really could use one that works with Windows 10 right now because this is irritating. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I don't know. So yeah, I'm going back to RC. So tonight we're going to talk with uh, Rick... Uh, God, I say his last name wrong all the time. I believe it's Seafood from Gone Banana Racing Skins. Rick is going to be having hosting a race at America, which is the Madison Area RC Car something or other. I got to look it up uh, so I don't misquote it. But anyway, he's going to be hosting um, a, a race there um, called the, what is it? The Gone, Gone Banana. You'd think I would actually be prepared for this considering, you know, I'm excited to kind of go back to what this podcast started off as. So he's calling it the Gone Banana Racing Skins Challenge. It's going to be at the Madison Area Radio Control Car Association on Saturday, March 12th at 10 a.m. So that's Madison, Wisconsin, for anybody who's wondering. So we're going to have Rick on. He's going to talk about that. He's going to talk about how busy he's been making foam, foam tires. Kyle's got a bunch of stuff. I've told Kyle and uh, Dre to bring um, their top five right now favorite songs. So it doesn't even matter what it is. It could be a song from... Literally, I came out last week. could be a song that's 10 years old. doesn't matter. Whatever it is right now that you'd go to, I asked you guys to bring that so we can make fun of each other about what we're listening to. Uh, I know I'm going to make fun of Kyle and his country music, and I don't even hear a word out of you over there in country music because I'm somehow wondering you probably listen to country too, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so I'm going to surprise you. Oh, okay. Okay, cool, cool. So uh, we're also working with a new system. I finally figured out how to use my board properly using a mix minus so I can actually turn Dre up so everybody can hear him and we don't get that horrible feedback, which I know I don't think very many people ever heard them in the podcast because I normally edited them out. But you'd probably hear us coming back from going, holy geez, or something like that. So anyway, am I good volume wise? Yeah, you sound all right. If you didn't oh, cool. sound all right, I would have told you to go into your Skype settings and fix it like I do all the time with Tim. <laughs> all the time with him. I don't know what it is about that man's computer, and every time it updates or Skype updates, all of his settings go gone. Like, <laughs> so it's like, okay, go in here, go there, turn this down, turn that up. Oh, okay, we're good, perfect. <laughs> oh yeah, you walking me through that would have been hilarious. That should have been. That would be a thing to definitely put on air. <laughs> huh? what? Where? What now? Huh? But yeah, so I'm kind of excited to go back to RC. So I'm going to kind of talk some RC stuff, what's going on with me. Uh, you know, uh, as a lot of people may or may not know, I built uh, Team Associated RC10 uh, SC5M. Don't, you never mind with your thumb down there. The thing actually, surprisingly, I put a very close similar setup on it that I have on my B5M. 
and the thing actually handled really well right out of the gate. Like, because normally I'm used to short course trucks driving like dump trucks and not turning and, and yeah, I don't know. Drove all right for me. I know I got a lot of work to do on it. I haven't driven a short course truck in probably two years other than my 4x4 short course truck. And to me, they don't count. 4x4 short course trucks, to me, are four-wheel drive buggies that are bigger. That's all they are to me. They're not a short course truck because they just they don't do what short course trucks do. You driven an eight-scale buggy ever? Yes. Yeah, that's what I, the closest thing I could compare it to. Yeah, I guess you could, you could kind of say that. But see, I can't say that because I run an SC10 4x4, which is the lightest 4x4. Oh. Yeah, it's... it's yeah. yeah. Other than running the old school Durango, yeah, you've got totally different. Well, and I, now I, I ran, I ran Losi, which is it's an eight scale buggy. <laughs> well, that's it, and so so are the Technos, the SCT, uh, the uh, the four tens are uh, the eight scale buggy chassis. It's just mm-hmm. shorter arm, you know what I mean? And I, yeah, I know I, the new Durangos are all the eight scale buggies, just down. I'm sure Associated probably is hopefully taking their head out of their rears and taking the RC8B3E platform and going, okay, let's build a 4x4 short course truck now. It'll only take them like four years. Yeah, we'll see it. And uh, by the time I'm starting to get ready to smack, I don't know. Anyway. So, yeah, we're going to talk, talk RC. Uh, I don't know if, if Dre has anything he wants to talk about. Kyle over there is considered, I would consider him an RC noob. Like, he, he's been around me for years and he's seen my RCs and stuff like that, but you know, having conversations with him about it. Some of it is just, he kind of gets some of it because he's into the vaporizing, like doing the, the vape thing. So a lot oh. of the battery tech, like the, you know, the 3.7 volt cells and they're, they charge a 4.2. He's familiar with that because they use a lot of that same kind of uh, tech. So yeah, I don't know. What do you guys got? Anything? Kyle's sitting over there shaking his head. Dude, you were just coming out with millions of them before I went on air. As soon as I went yeah. on air, you like got vapor locked over there. Mine just kind of went bye-bye. Oh, I see. Well, why don't you go back into some of those laws? Oh, the 40 stupid laws. The 40 stupid laws. Didn't you have one for Iowa? Yeah, I got to find it again here. <laughs> Give me a couple of minutes. That one was pretty funny. Now that, now that you said he vapes, I got to find a mem. Oh, Oh, boy. Uh, You know what's funny? So I've been listening to uh, the Chief and Sean podcast there from Street Outlaws. And Sean calls them memes. Memes. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Like, I I just laugh so hard. He's like, they start talking about memes. He's like, oh, you mean memes? And it's like, (laughs) well, he's kind of, he's, okay. It's hard for me to say he's wrong because if you look at the word, it looks like me, me, right? Yeah. Okay, so is he completely wrong? Okay, your no. silence speaks volumes. Uh, no. Uh, I don't know. Here we go. See, see if you gentlemen can read that. Oh, hang on, I'm pouring beer. Wait. Eh. Doctor, do you smoke at all? Something. No, but I vape. Doctor, oh, okay. Doctor writes, effing loser on clipboard. I knew that was coming. That's a good one. Here, dude, you want some of this? Yeah, sure. So Kyle and I are doing a regular thing here. We're drinking again. Now, we're drinking. I went to a local craft brewer here in town where I live. Uh, Dre's drinking over there, too. Uh, Outspoken Brewing. And I got a uh, a growler of their, what do they call it here? Split Shot Ale. And because he had to put a little taggy on it here to be and coincide with the laws here in wonderful Canada, eh? 
It's at a 4.5%, so it's really not much different than that <laughs> Coors Light stuff I drink all the time anyway. Oh. This damn glass is heavy, bro. So is that, is that still a light beer then, or is that a darker beer? No, it's a light beer. Like, it's, uh, here, hang on, I'll show you. Hang on, I was getting there. It's Jump. pretty light. Oh, here we go. So see, it's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. kind of looks like the color of... Yeah, anyway. You don't have to cut out the knife to, to drink it. Yeah, no, 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 no. So, uh... Yeah, it's like I was saying, it's kind of lighter. Oh, he's drinking some Jim Bean. Nice. Yeah, I kind of have to stay away from that stuff. Every time I drink the hard stuff, it just does not. This podcast just goes horrible. It does really bad things to me. I don't know what my deal was. I get Bush Light's the beer around here. That You know, it's Iowa. We're out the boonies. You drink the cheapest crap you can get. Yeah. But I can have two of them, and I have the worst hangover in the world. I can drink just all night. Nothing. Wow. Oh, yeah, I don't It's. Totally reversal, what you would think. You know what? I've I've had mixed reviews with hard stuff. Like, there's been times where I've drank hard alcohol all night and got up the next day and been perfectly fine. And there's been times where I've drank hard al- alcohol all night and spent the next whole day in bed. <laughs> so, I just take it as it comes. Whichever way it happens, it happens. Well, right? I've been on both sides of that. Let's not get into that. I've I've put you on both sides of that a oh, few yeah. times. I've put oh, you yeah. I've put you on the other side of the door of my bathroom and had to push you out of the it, way. Really, yeah. we went there. Yeah, we I did go there. there. It, it was hilarious. Are you kidding me? It was the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. It's like um, th- this was back when we lived in a townhouse that had one bathroom upstairs, and Kyle had went up to the bathroom and not come down for a little while, and I wasn't thinking anything because we're all drinking, we're having fun, and then somebody comes down and says, "Um, I can't get into the bathroom," and I'm going, oh, shit. <laughs> "Upstairs, I go, I go, I knock on the door, no response, so I kind of you know go to crack it open, and it's like." Tup, tup. I'm going, oh, man. And and to give you an idea how big this bathroom is, it's literally probably about three foot from the, the cupboard to the tub. And it's probably about four and a half to five foot from the wall to the door. It is a very small bathroom. It does everything it has. It has a toilet, has a sink, has a shower. Who cares, right? Well, you realize that you have to care about the size of your bathroom when it's that small, and you have to open a door with a human being laying behind it. <laughs> <laughs> so, needless to say, thank God Kyle's not a big guy, because if he was a big guy like my size, you guys are SOL. You're not getting in the bathroom. You're SOL until I wake up and move. That's just the way it is. He's small enough, I kind of pushed him and squished him into a corner enough to climb my fat ass in and move him. Yeah, so it was... That was bad. I made him go downstairs and sleep on a little camping cot that i had that i set up for him I'm like the the, the oh, i'm like the uh the what's it called what's that thing what the laundry uh sink the laundry sinks uh. over there puke in the left side not the right it's <laughs> 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 like, yeah. like i got it i gotta go away <laughs> that was the worst sleep of my life uh it's good times good times but yeah, so uh, we're we're gonna talk some RC stuff. Uh, obviously, I want to f- kind of find out from from uh, Jeremy uh, what kind of stuff he's running. See what we can can or cannot make fun of. This is why well, this computer's running so horribly. I've got a million and one things starting up on me. Your, your taskbar is just clear full of stuff like every old person I've ever seen. Uh, no, it's just it's not that. It's just this computer has a mind of its own. Like even when I have it on selective startup, but I try to not run a lot of stuff on my computer that runs Skype, just because obviously I don't want it taking a royal turd in the middle of a of a podcast. And I shouldn't sure. even say anything because you know my laptop is what records it. So if my laptop takes a crap, anyway, I need to work on a system more like what Tim has. Tim's got a uh, an actual separate recorder. 
which I'd really like to get because then I can just run everything out of the main out of my board into the recorder and I don't have to deal with any of this other baloney, like the whole channel situation. Anyway, whatever. Not going to bore everybody with that stuff. But yeah, so uh, I guess what I'll do is I'll take a quick break. We'll get Rick on with us. We'll talk to Rick about his race coming up. And then after that, we'll kind of get into the top five songs for each of us. Uh, And then just wherever we end up, because I remember, Dre, you were saying something to me about you would have loved to have been on when we were getting into the whole diesel emission stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe we'll maybe we'll touch on that subject real uh, again briefly, uh, and kind of go down that path. Um, and then, like I was uh, like I was saying to to at least Dre, anyways, like maybe what's your favorite TV show right now to watch? Like for me right now, it's Street Outlaws. I'm still catching up on all the seasons, but that's what it is for me. If I'm not doing something, I'm sitting with my laptop on my lap on its little lap desk, watching Street Outlaws. That's that's what my life has been for the last like two, three weeks. <laughs> So I really need to get dish again. <laughs> so we'll take a quick break. We'll get Rick on and we'll be back right after this. Cow RC, the radio controlled maintenance king since 2008. Providing the RC community with the world's best pit mats, park trays, performance aerosols, and much more. Through smart design, superior performance, and 100% made in the USA. Cow RC products are a real value. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Follow Cow RC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or order direct at cowrc.com. Save 10% with code IMOVE. That's code I-M-O-O. Cow RC. Maintenance King. Okay, we are back from our break. And after our break, we brought with us, we brought Dre back. And we also have Rick from Gone Banana Racing Skins, who makes the best foam tires ever. Thank you. That's my personal preference. I love them. They've done nothing but good things for me. And every time I run them, I just shake my head and can't understand how, how much grip I get out of them. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's crazy, ain't it? People go gone bananas over them. I, I'm telling you, and it looks like to me recently that you've been one busy man making foam tires. Uh, this has been an awesome year for foam tires, especially uh, getting into the drag scene and speed run tires. Um, it's really taken off big time for me. So how much has that changed for you, though, trying to make tires for speed runs? Um, I kind of use the same foam, but... <laughs> Putting them on bigger rims, it took me a little bit to figure out how to get the foam to get onto the bigger rims. Right, right. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. So for those of you guys that haven't listened to the MBM podcast before and don't know Rick, we had Rick on uh, a while back. Um, And, of course, we talked about his foam tires that he makes. Um, and we really got into it because I had started running the foam tires. But yeah, so we had Rick on because at the time we were, uh, you know, doing bigger things with the podcast and we wanted to kind of start featuring, um, you know, people that make 
different products, you know, not a big manufacturer, but somebody who does something different. And Rick was one of those guys. And of course, I had been using his foam tires um, and I had convinced, kind of showed Mike of the light that foam tires are where it's at, man. Like I got these tires and they're just, they're ridiculous. Like the amount of grip is insane. Um, and, and it's kind of been like a really good uh, friendship ever since then. You know, I've gotten to know Rick. I got to race with him when he came up and raced at uh, Casey's Spring Fling last year. Um, and, and, you know, he brought a couple of his friends with him. And it, what was really, really weird for me is, is one of his friends that he brought with him is Eric Jensen uh, from over at, um, at Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. And he, he actually works for Live RC. So, like, the guy's going, yeah, I work for Live RC. In the back of my mind, I'm walking away and going, oh, this is really cool. That guy works at Live RC. Little did I know, Eric's going, oh, my God, that's the guy that does the NBM podcast. <laughs> and when Eric tells me this, I'm just shaking my head going, oh, my God, I'm just some dude in my basement talking into a microphone. Like, come on. <laughs> so it, it, it was kind of cool. It was, it was really nifty to have that kind of mutual back and forth, right? Like, I, I thought it was really cool to meet somebody that works for – a place like Live RC, and he thought it was cool to meet a guy who does podcast. No, okay, whatever. Just get out of here. Doing the podcast. Yeah. 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 So, of course, I wanted to have famous. you on, Rick. You, you bring up the Madison area. Yes. Uh, I had the name of it here, and, of course, I forgot it. It's a, it's a bit of a long one. I know it goes by uh, America as the short one, right? Marka. Marka? Madison, okay. Yeah. Madison area. Madison area of Remote Control Car Association. Yeah. And I'm sponsoring uh, Gone Bananas Challenge there. March 12th. Yeah, so from my understanding of it, it looks like there's going to be some practice on Friday between 12 and uh, 12 p.m. and 9 p.m. Um, so that's a nine-hour uh, group there. And then Saturday, the doors will open at 9 a.m. And yep. if everything goes as according to plan, first tone is expected to be at noon. Yep. First and class, $17. Second, 8 And each additional class after that, I believe, is $5, right? Yep, yep, yep. There's no motor rules. Um We'll be running foam tires with rubber tires. I, I'm not forcing people to buy foam tires. Right. So. Good, good. All right. Well, I know for sure I'm already coming. It's happening. I talked to my wife about it. I said, no ifs, ands, or buts. I'm taking Friday, I'm taking, uh, Friday off, so we're going to leave Thursday after I get off work. We're going to drive down. I'll be there Friday for practice because I know I'm going to need it, and I'm probably going to have to do some tweaking on my setups. Um, yeah. And you mentioned foam tires. Like you said, there's an option between foam tires and rubber tires. And now, and this is my personal opinion. And I'm not saying this because, you know, Rick has been uh, good to me. And, and, you know, he's always whatever I've needed. Like if, if I have chunked, when I chunked uh, one of my foam tires at Casey's race, Rick took them home with him, fixed them, sent them back to me, didn't charge me a dime. I'm not saying this because he's done stuff like that for me. Because he'll do that pretty much for anybody that buys tires from him. But I'm going to say that in my honest opinion clubs and tracks that run carpet like the one i race at that don't like that don't really embrace foam tires are completely nuts because the reality is is this unfortunately where i race up here at the crc car club they do not allow foam tires on the short course trucks the only place right now i could race with them is down at casey's and mod short course which i'm still probably gonna end up buying a pair for that but just to give everybody an idea I've just recently spent, and you got to remember, I'm Canadian, so I have to pay exchange because I'm buying all my stuff out of the U.S. Because unfortunately, it's still cheaper. But I'm literally about $110 Canadian plus into rubber tires for my for not only my 4x4 short course truck, but my two-wheel drive short course truck. So that brings me into saying, Rick, what is the cost 
for we'll go through what the cost is for a set of buggy tires, both two wheel drive, four wheel drive, stadium truck tires, and short course truck tires. All um, two wheel drive buggies and four wheel drive buggies are forty five dollars shipped. Um, at the track, they'll be forty two. Uh, stadium trucks are fifty six shipped. Um, at the track, they'll be fifty two. So, and uh, short course are 68 shipped and at the track they'll be 60. Yeah, so see what I'll probably do is I'll probably wait till I come down in March and I'll buy a set when I'm there. Yeah. Um, just just okay. because like I said for me I only race once a month at Casey's and it's just I I, I had to pick between rubber tires or foam tires and the problem was is I could have bought the foam tires for what I just paid for a set of rubber tires which I know the foams would outlast the rubber tires 10 to 1 but yeah. I had to buy tires that I could use up here to race with. Yeah. Uh, stupid question. Those are, I assume them are mounted on wheels prices. Did, yeah. Is, is that pick whatever wheel you want, ship them to you type deal, or do you carry a stock? Or um, I pretty much let the customer pick the style rim they want, and I mount them and ship them out, usually in 10 days after I get the order from a customer. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. So like a guy like me, I like DE racing rims. So if I'm really particular about them, I just say to Rick, hey, Rick, I'd like them on white D racing rims for an SC5M. If Rick doesn't have a set sitting there, because, say, he happened to order in a few sets, he'll order them. When he gets them, he'll mount the foam, and when the foam's mounted, he'll ship them out. Yep, sweet. Yeah, so it's 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 that simple. You know, I know my chum Mike, uh, he had a, a couple sets of uh, foam tires mounted on orange DE rims because at the time he was running orange as his rim color. So Rick will pretty much do it. I know Rick, I've seen, if you guys haven't seen it, go to his web, uh, he's he's both on Facebook himself and his webpage. Actually, Rick, funny enough, you've been having problems getting messages from your uh, Gone Banana Racing Skins page, right? Yes. Now the I question... What's going on? Okay, do you have pages managers installed on your cell phone? Uh, I think it does, but for some reason my Google Play won't acknowledge anything on it, so I don't know if it's a cell phone problem or... What? But when I get home on a computer, I can get onto my page. And get all of them from there? Yeah. Yeah, what a pain in the butt. Yeah, I have to say, you know, I appreciate Facebook, you know, obviously giving somebody like myself and even you the ability to, to make a page that doesn't cost us money. But, man, they keep changing things. They keep changing things, and it becomes just this massive pain in the butt. I'm one of the... Go ahead. I'm one of the administrators on our, on our club page. And like I said, you can't find anything on a week-to-week basis, that's the same. They keep screwing with everything. And yeah. It's just annoying. Yeah, when, back when I started the MBM podcast page, I could click, within two clicks of going on my laptop, I could be on who likes my page. Now it takes me a half hour to figure out to find the list of the people that have liked my page. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you click who likes it, and it shows you a number. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Um, where's their names? Yeah, exactly. Where's their names so I can put them all in a big draw and say, hey, by the way, thanks for liking my podcast. Here's a free T-shirt. Um, yeah, um, with Evil Empire, um, Michael Beham, um, doing some speed run tires for him. Most of the customers I do tires for the speed runs, they either can send me the rims or give me a part number of the rims, and I do a lot of custom stuff. I've been, biggest rims I've done is four and a half inches, and it's ridiculous. I had to go and find a friend with a bigger engine lathe for i could turn them so oh wow eh yeah so you know if you guys have a special custom 
wheel kind of situation where you want foam tires for, don't be afraid to reach out to Rick. Talk to him. I, I'm sure uh, cost is probably based off of the size and the amount of foam that goes into it. Yep. So, but I'm looking forward to this uh, Gone Bananas Challenge race. I got people from Missouri, Iowa, Illinois, Canada. Oh. Yep, I'll be there. Michigan. So it's going to be pretty big. I'm, I'm planning, hoping for big, and I'll be satisfied with a few. <laughs> well, I, th- I think you're going to be shocked at how many people end up showing up. I'm, all the money's going to the club. The only money I'm going to make is off the, what I sell of the tires right. there. But I'm trying to get our club on the map. So our indoor carpet Ozite track, it's off-road. It's um, 110 by 72, so it's... It's huge. That's awesome. Yeah, I've seen this track, dude, and it's just like, oh my god, I don't know what I would do on myself with that big of a track. What, what part of Wisconsin is this in? I might have to make a road trip. Madison, Wisconsin. Okay, yeah. It's just huh. um, uh, 90, 90 minutes west of our track side. Okay. Yeah, I was already looking. See, what I didn't realize, I have this thing through work they call work perks, right? And and the company that I work for signs up for it, and it gets us deals all over the place. And I get deals on hotels, so I didn't realize that I could even use it in the United States. So okay. just the other night, I was sitting in front of my computer, like when like looking into going to this, and I'm going, oh, look at that. I can stay in a hotel for like 85 bucks a night, literally 15 minutes away from the track. Perfect. And it's like it's like four or four and a half star rated, so my wife ain't gonna complain because that means it's up her alley. Right on. <laughs> but I'm gonna check into a block rate at uh, Super Eight too for people that don't want to pay a lot of money for a room and see if I can get a cheaper rate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know if it were me traveling on my own, like that was definitely a conversation that I had with a couple of guys when we were talking about uh, possibly going together as a group down to the Horizon Hobby Shootout. And the conversation we had was basically, okay, let's find the cheapest, not uh, bed bug infested hotel that, you know, we can split the cost on like a $60 a night room. And then it's only like 30 bucks a night. So it doesn't matter that you're there for like five nights, right? Yeah. So. I've been to the Horizon races and it seems like you're at the track for 16 hours. And you're only there for about four hours of sleep in the that. <laughs> right up my alley. I love it. See, that's for me. I just like being at the track. Like, even if I'm not racing, even if I'm just sitting there staring at my trucks or talking to people, like, for me, that's what it's, that, to me, that's what it's about. Like, don't get me wrong, I love racing, but the stuff going on in between the races, as long as I don't plug in one of my ESCs backwards and fry it, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. My best, I always enjoyed racing RC cars. I've, I've been at with Market for about, since 2000. Market's up. Uh, been in existence for 28 years so it's a club that's kind of survived through the times i've been there when there's only been 15 racers renting a big warehouse like that every every month that's a lot of money yeah i could bet i could imagine we uh we survived and we might have to move from one building to another every year but we always have some awesome tracks well, and that's I guess that's at the end of the day that's the goal and 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 the and it definitely is working as a club obviously if you guys are able to keep it going every year so yeah 
Well, that's awesome. So is there anything new in the horizon for, for Rick? Um, me? I'm working on some softer compounds for some dirt oval guys down in Ashland, Kentucky. And from the testing foams I sent down there, it's looking very good. So I'm going to probably be very busy, and I might have to hire a couple guys to help me. Holy, that's always good, isn't it? Yeah, it'd be cool if I could quit my real job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Isn't that always the the hope and want uh, and 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 hope and pray, right? Yep. I don't know. I've been um, this year with all the speed runs and all the podcasts and Facebook. Man, it's been an awesome year. I'm looking for great things. You know, I've been doing tires since 2000, but you know, it's basically I was feeding a club with 70 racers all on stadium trucks, and I survived over the times. Think the rewards are coming. I'm telling you, you guys want to see something that's ridiculous? You got to see these guys move their stadium trucks around a friggin' course. Yeah. The, these foam tired stadium trucks, man, I could <laughs> not believe how fast they were moving. I, well, just couldn't stadium believe it. trucks on you put foam tires on a stadium truck, especially my tires, you're flying. They hook up, and it's the most fun on an off road carpet track. I still love it. Even when there's only five trucks there, I still love racing. So. Yeah. I, gotta, I think we're going to need to have a discussion sometime off air, Rick. I'm thinking I'm going to have to try a set of these bad boys. Yeah, you'll love them. Because <laughs> right now I'm running uh, the, the pinpoint tires on my full drive buggy, my short horse truck, and I'm running Schumacher. And I think I'm running J-Con Edges on the front. My my stadium truck is just doggy. I think I, it's it's com it's competitive at our track, but it, it just feels doggy to me for some reason. Any uh, any track that has Ozai carpet, you might as well switch over to foam and get rid of the mini pins on them because you're just tearing the carpet up. And I don't. If you're running astroturf, the green green carpet, you might want to stick with the mini pins because that's what those tires were actually made for. But if you got a gray ozite that they race sedans on, you might as well put a few jumps on the road course and run some foam tire off-road. That's awesome. And see, our, our carpet's not really ozite, but it's not really astroturf either. It's almost like a, what do they call that, a high-tread high or a high-traffic yeah. uh, packed carpet. Because we've got a store locally that they cut us a deal because we buy carpet every third year, it seems like. Yeah. But um, that track, um, Polk County, Polk County Raceway in Missouri, where Jared Tebow was um, practicing for the Worlds, they their carpet is like a boat turf or carpet, and it's industrial strength. And the foams down there last in like twelve weeks. So, jeez, that's crazy. But I was really surprised Jared Tebow even tried to set one day. <laughs> Yeah, I think you were saying something about that one time on your Facebook or something like that. What did he have to say about those? Um, he's, he uh, he liked them. You know, he was down there practicing with different tires, you know, for the worlds. And from the feedback I got from the guys down there, the, he really liked them, but he couldn't run them. So yeah, he, could you have imagined somebody like Tebow going going to the worlds and using a set of gone banana, like a bunch of sets of gone banana racing skins? Like, he could probably get he could probably get by with one set the whole week on there. Instead of 
hundreds of socks. So actually, I want to ask you that, Rick. Um, my rear tires on my uh, two-wheel drive buggy are starting to kind of start showing the um, like the camber that I have in the rear. So, like, can I send those to you to have them trued up? Is that worth it, or should I just look at replacing them here soon? Uh, anything under 70, under 70 millimeters, 74, or on, from 74 down, it's probably time to re- replace them. Okay. So I'll, 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 I'll mic them out, and if they, they're over that, then I'll get a hold of you and, and see. Because okay. if I had a tire truer here, I'd just kind of try it, and worst-case scenario, i get a hold of you and say, hey, I need a new set of rear tires because <laughs> I butchered these. But You know, an old boy, uh, you know, people ask me what to run the camber at on these with foam tires. I had an old guy a long time ago. He never had a camber gauge. He used to always roll his car on the dusty floor and got half the tire from the inside to the middle. And his foam tires would wear true the entire way down to 69 millimeters. Huh. I do it to mine because I ain't got time to true my tires, even though I got all the stuff to do it. I'd rather just roll it on the floor, and if it's half the tire, just run it. Huh, I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Huh. Back in the early days, they didn't have camber gauges. They just had to figure it out. Yeah, see, I'm kind of spoiled. I have a setup station. <laughs> so, so I set my ride height, and then I take the tires off, and I put it on the setup station, and then I get everything matching. And, you know, yeah. my wife will laugh at me because she can hear me down here because, you know, obviously I can't pick it up and drop it because it's on yep. those stands, right? Yeah. So I kind of do a modified version of that. I lift it up just a little bit so it's off it, then I kind of clunk. So it's like, literally sounds like a clopping horse down here. Like, click, 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 click. <laughs> <laughs> and then I let go of it, and it's like, okay, that's it. And I do that, and I keep on doing it, I keep on doing it, I keep on doing it till I take it, and I pick it up off of the, the table, and I do the same thing with it, and I let go, and all mm-hmm. four corners are exactly where I want them. Cool. And that's what I do. Again. I kept saying the whole time I was recording and live streaming me building my SC5M, listen, just because I'm doing it this way does not mean it's right. I am not looking for you guys to send me messages saying, hey, you're an idiot. You shouldn't do it that way. This is just the way I'm doing it. Don't worry about it. The whole time I was building that thing that's going through my mind going, oh, my God, I could just know what's coming down the road. So, Uh, Well, foam tires and makes life a lot easier you don't have to glue them up all the time i know i got banned from that northern rc up there i had some yeah mark i was gonna newman get into that mark newman a couple, uh chris cooper i think and another guy yeah the three guys went in there with uh with gone banana raisin skins foam tires and cleaned house at one of their trophy races <laughs> next awesome. thing you know we're banning foam tires. It's like, oh my god! Like, oh, we're ban- they're hard to get. They're give me a break. They're hard to get. Get a hold of Rick, and you'll have them probably in fifteen days, as long as Customs doesn't decide to hold them up. Like, come on. Yeah. Yep. They got done racing about probably four o'clock, and by six thirty, they're banned. No questions. Asked. <laughs> yeah, I, I had Mark. I had Mark sending me a message on on Facebook and. And, it, you know, like maybe you could talk to these guys and, and try and, you know, talk some, some sense into them. And, and you know, I, I tried reaching out to the guys at Northern RC and said, hey, listen, maybe maybe let's do a, a one-off podcast show where we have a roundtable, where we have somebody like Rick on who makes the tires, who can really get into 
what, what the tires are and, and how they how they're better for ozite than than you know these mini pins and and all these other kind of tires that everybody's using and you know let's have the guys that are don't know foam tires let's have them you know bring up the reason why they're worried about foam tires and nobody wanted anything to do with it i couldn't get anybody to touch it with a 10-foot pole everybody ran away from it like it was a big no-no subject and i just it shook my head it's like wait a minute ozite carpet started off as literally for sedan races with foam tires so why is it so hard to believe that using foam tires on off-road cars and trucks would be good for the car i, I just don't get it I even sent a message to the person that runs their Facebook page. I said, I would like a list of the guys that were in the A-Main buggy, and I'd send everyone up a set of buggy tires and rerun that race and see what happens. (laughs) And they didn't take it, did they? No. Yeah, it, t- it says a lot. And, and, and I'm not trying, listen, if the guys from Northern RC are listening to the show, I'm not trying to say you guys made a horrible decision. I'm, I, I'm, like, I'm not trying to take shots at you in that way, so please don't take it that way. But I've been in so many situations where people are taking a crap on foam tires, and I just don't understand it. I don't understand their logic behind it. I don't understand why they think it's a problem using them. You know, yeah. If anything, it's it's better for the vehicles. It's better for the surface you're racing on, and the racers themselves aren't out the cost. Like I've had the same set of foam tires since last year. Now again, I'm a little different. I only race twice a year or twice a month, so I'm not racing every weekend like some guys. But you know what I mean. Like I, yeah. I bought just <sighs> anyway. But um. <sighs> <laughs> what I think ha- happened with Northern RC, this is just my opinion, those guys already had all their tires bought for the season. They, they figured out how many pairs they needed of rubber tires to run. And they all went together and bought them, and that's part might have been re- why they banned them. Yeah, that might have made sense. Maybe they went in all as a big uh, group buy to save some money. Yep. Because, yeah, that would, that would definitely make sense as to why, you know what I mean, like why they'd be so standoffish about it. But, you know, look at a guy like me, for instance. You know, people sit here. Last year, the CRC Car Club wasn't allowing foam tires and buggy. Yeah. I was coming up to the end of the year. I needed new rubber tires if I planned on competing in the Spring Fling, their big year-end event. And I ended up spending over $140 Canadian on Evo rims and uh, AKA chain links in the 2.4 size rim uh, tire size so and that's one set one set for my two-wheel drive one set for my four by four buggy yeah. and, and you know where they are right now they're up on a shelf just over my left shoulder in their bag still because i ran them for that one race and that's it yeah. so i'm holding on to them hoping to go down to somewhere like rc clubhouse or or somewhere that's got a clay track where i can actually use them yeah. no you know i'm like i said with this Gone Bananas Challenge, I'm not going to force uh, you buying tires. You, if you like rubber tires, you can run rubber tires. I, I've seen where rubber tires outran foam tires. You know, It all depends on the drivers. <laughs> well, it definitely does. I'll tell you this. The one thing I remember, I had my foam tires for my four-wheel drive buggy, and we were at one of Casey's races, and I TQ'd over Frank Hansen. And, you know, I know Rick has, 
you know, raced with Frank. I believe. Fra- I don't know. Yeah. I don't. What, did Frank come to the spring yep. fling? Yeah. Okay. Frank is fast. Oh yeah. Frank is really really fast, and I ended up TQing over Frank, which is. I, I guess I'm still talking about it. And for those of you who heard me say it a million times, yes, I'm still talking about it because I TQ'd over Frank Hansen. <laughs> so I'm not just going to let it let it go because that's going to be like the one thing I hang my hat on for the rest of my racing career. But he, was, yeah. he wasn't running foam tires. I was. And I'm going to tell you this. The next month when we were racing, Frank yeah. had foam tires. <laughs> I didn't TQ that time either. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I've ever, the only time you're going to bring up a sheet, like a, a race sheet, like the results of a, an A main and see Matt Housen finish above Frank Hansen is because Frank broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just being honest. Yeah. The guy is and fast. Then, and Ron Johnson, um, Ron, oh, Ron, Ron Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Ron's pretty fast too. Oh, tell me about it. You know, when I go down to Casey's, like I love racing against those guys, but man, when I get up on that driver's stand and I'm just going, oh, man. Yeah. Fifth here I come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing all you guys, and I hope to see a whole bunch of new faces come to Marca and try out the carpet challenge with us and the Gone Bananas challenge, I should say. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Rick, of course, thank you very much for being on the MBM podcast. And, you know, I definitely, I'll definitely be talking to you here in the near future and, and keep doing what you're doing. You, you are providing an amazing product. And I've said it once and I'll say it again. If you're racing on Ozike carpet and the track you're racing at allows foam tires, you're crazy not to buy a set. They are going to outlast those rubber tires two to one at least even if, uh, to me even if you were going every week in racing these foam tires should last two to three times longer than a set of rubber tires you should be able to get 12 weeks out of them there you go coming from the man himself that makes them and again like i said i, I don't want to put words in your mouth rick but i'm pretty sure if somebody takes a chunk out of their tires they can just mail them to you you'll fix them up yep see there you go so for anybody out there saying, oh, well, if I chunk them, then they're garbage. No, no, no. Rick will fix them as long as they're not going back missing three quarters of the foam. <laughs> I save all my scraps and I fix them. So. See, see. And I'm going to tell you what. Like I said, Rick took my tire, my uh, four-wheel drive buggy tires with him home last year after Casey's race. And when I got them back from him, I couldn't tell that he fixed them at all. Yeah, I'm not like kidding you, Kyle. You're, you're looking at me with that look. I could hand you the tires that are in my bin right now. You wouldn't be able to tell where the chunk is. Really? Guarantee you. Guarantee mm-hmm. it. One, one service I offer with the club I race at is I'll, once I get their tires ran down to nothing, I'll take them, take them home and mount new donuts on them and take them back. And it's a little cheaper for the guys at the club. They don't have to throw away the rims. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And for sure. Using the stock buggy rims, you know, as long as they ain't too hammered up from hitting pipes, like they'll last three, four mountings. So, look at that. See, that's stuff I didn't know. Awesome, awesome. Well, Rick, of course, you know, we'll we'll definitely have you on once or twice more before the race, uh, okay. and, and maybe we'll even have a have a, try and have somebody on from uh, maybe from the the club or something like that as well. Cool. Maybe Eric Jensen could jump on. Oh, I bet you. I bet you we can get Eric on. We had yeah. him on one time when he was at work. I think he was sitting like in a hallway or something like that at work. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Rick. Well, have yourself a great weekend. Thank you for coming on the MBM podcast again. And of course, I, I wish you the best of luck with everything you do. And, uh, you know, we have Rick on here from Gone Banana Racing Skins. He's doing custom foam tires that others just won't do. This is uh, Rick Seprud, and you're listening to the MBM podcast, Gone Bananas Racing. Look at that. I didn't even have to ask the guy for it. He nailed it. Cool. Nailed first, it. The first one I messed up. Yeah, yeah. Long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. There, if I could count the amount of ones I had to re-record and cut out, you would. Uh, you wouldn't be ashamed. Trust me. I could. I could give you a list of some really big names that screwed it up three or four times. So. <laughs> I'm right. really glad to be your friends and listen to you guys' show and. Awesome. Like I said, I I think I had a delusional moment for the last podcast that we did. I think I kind of lost my mind a little. And I had the the little break here to rethink it and go, you know what? It might not be the same because I don't have Mike and Jim, but there's no reason why I can't sit here and talk about RC with other friends. Yep. So this is what it's going to be. I'm going to have all kinds of different people on. It might be revolving chair. My wife might come down here. I might tell her to get the hell out. Who knows? I might be divorced by the end of one of these shows. Who knows, right? <laughs> so, all right. Well, we're going to go into a little break here. And because uh, I do want to, uh, I think uh, Dre wanted to ask Rick something off air. So, Rick, don't hang up. I'm going to okay. go to a break. And you guys are listening to the MBM podcast. And again, check out Gone Banana Racing Skins. You can find them on Facebook. You can look them up uh, uh, on Facebook as well. Rick Seafood. Um, if you can't find him, send me a message. I will hook you up with him, no problem. We'll be back right after this break. Are you looking for a custom t-shirt, hoodie, pit mat, or even custom vinyl for your house or home? Look no further than Dutch Oven Designs. They take pride in giving you the highest amount of detail in your design that is possible. All this while offering their products at a reasonable cost. Dutch Oven Designs. Quality is just a standard for them. Visualize it, I'll give us something to do. Coach, coach, wherever we go, visualize it, I'll give us something to do. To get a wildfire burning, visualize it, I'll give us something to do. Ace high and going all in, visualize it, I'll give us something to do. Spread it Okay. <laughs> when that song started, Dre just kind of looked like, what the f- is this, this stuff? So I have never heard of that song before. <laughs> you should listen to it. It's actually quite funny. So basically, we're getting into the part of the podcast now that's kind of straying away from the RC. Now, I'm sure at some point I'll get back into RC because, well... Kyle talks to me sometimes you for still have to what? You still got to harass me about my Losi stuff yet? Oh yeah, we got to get. We haven't <laughs> got to you yet. <laughs> we, we haven't got to you yet, my friend. We we will get there in your slow seat. I'm, I'm prepared. <clears throat> oh look at that! Oh, is that a big Maxam sticker? You know it. Nice, nice. So I came back with a different song, obviously, and I did that because we're kind of kind of get gonna kind of get into our top music and i know i had said like top five songs right now but like like dre said 
in the break. Like he's gotten like nine because it's kind of hard to narrow it down. So I'm going to go through mine first. I'm not going to play them all, obviously, but I'm just going to go through mine. And then if you guys don't start talking to me while I'm trying to go through my damn list, let me go through my <laughs> list and then make fun of my music, okay? <laughs> can we, do, we, do we think we can handle this? Okay, we're going to go ahead. Screw you guys. Don't answer. Leave me hanging. I appreciate it. Jerks. Okay, so we came back with my number one song. And these are songs that when I go to the gym and I get on the elliptical machine, yes, this man who weighs 250 pounds gets on an elliptical machine and goes like a mother trucker and burns like, I think the last time I was like 500 calories in the 35 minutes I was on it. So I'm moving as fast as my tubby little butt will carry me. So, first song is Peanut Butter Jelly by Galantis. If you haven't heard of it, look it up. Listen to it. I like it a lot. Check uh, out the video. It's hilarious. I haven't watched the video. White, Watch the uh, video. White Trash Life by Big B. Santeria by Sublime. Uh, Jenny by Nothing More. Dangerous by Shinedown. Stay This Way from Ashes to New. My Demons by Starset. Become the Enemy Like a Storm. And Take Me Home by Hollywood Undead. That's what I listen to. Well, I'm... Um, trying to lose weight which i'm blowing out of the water by drinking beer like a mother tonight but anyway whatever i earned it so that's my music got anything for me the last like three quarters that i i had heard of i'm horrible about just listening to the radio and never knowing what the hell song i'm listening to but the ones i picked up they're good tunes yeah you know what i want the ones that really like i'm not gonna lie i probably should change the order that they play in but i kind of find that it works um, for the most part, like I really get into things like with, with Jenny and dangerous and stay this way in my demons and then take me home by Hollywood undead. Like I know that a lot of people have been really wishwashy about whether or not they really like Hollywood undead anymore because, you know, they've changed singers and, and different things. But the way I've always looked at it is it, 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 yes, it's not the same, but any, any good group that changes a lead singer, it's just, you can't think of it as the old Hollywood Undead. You got to give it that opportunity to be that different thing for you, right? Just like when I Mother Earth changed their lead singer, and then you, you know other bands like uh, Evans Blue changed their lead singer. I still listen to the new stuff. Now I'm not going to say I Mother Earth because God, they haven't had anything out in I think forever. But you know, like Evans Blue, for instance, I really like their old singer, but I really like their new singer too. So to me, it doesn't matter. Both both singers have their qualities and what I like in the music. So I don't know. I, I like the the take me home as my last song because it kind of it's a little slower, it's a little easier, and at that point I'm doing my cool down, sweating and going, okay, can it just get to that timer so I can get my fat off this thing? <laughs> <laughs> my wife looks at me like my wife quits at like at thirty minutes. She goes, no, I'm done. Like I'm off. I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. So maybe we'll go to Kyle next. What do you got to there? To me? No. Let's wait. go to Dre. Hang on. Wait, wait, wait. See, I know most of Kyle's music probably going to be country. And the other day I was on Facebook and I seen this meme or like Sean likes to call them memes. I think I'm going to call them memes in honor of Sean from now on. Because <laughs> I just I think they're hilarious. What am I looking at here? Where did all this stuff come from? Anyway. Here, can you see this, Kyle? Actually, I should describe it for the listeners. Basically, it's a picture of this guy wearing glasses and is looks like he's bleeding out of his ear pretty badly. Like it's all down the side of his face and down his neck. 
And it says but on the top of it in lettering, after listening to country music. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was pretty funny here. I, d- I don't know if you can... That's yeah, just white. Oh, hang on, let me if I turn down the... Turn this down. So you're not ready to go there, Kyle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not ready to go there, but... You, you got to get into country, man. Uh, well, you know There's, what? I'm not going to... I. Listen, there is some country I listen to. I'm not gonna lie. So, the thing with country though is there's two different kinds of country anymore. There's the stuff that was around when I was growing up, and there's the stuff that's going on now, like Florida Georgia Line and, and, and all these other. My one buddy, he he is on a constant rat. My buddy Jim, uh, uh, dodges with tow mirrors and Florida Georgia Line and people with flat billed hats and white sunglasses. Just he's on a constant rant about all that. Like, <laughs> the dodges with it, the toe mirrors flipped up. I've got to admit, is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Thank it's it, it is a close second to the new way Dodge pickups shift their transmissions because they made it the most yes girly the, way shift gears is a knob. Really, I mean, hey. I hate the, I hate the push button full drive in my Duramax, but um, come on, I know you drive a new Dodge, man. It's nothing to, nothing against you. Listen. I like twisting my knob. Okay, I, I really, I really enjoy it. It it works very, very efficiently. Like I don't know what I would do right now if I didn't have the knob to twist when I get in the truck. It's it. it you know what? It takes a little while to get used to. Don't get me wrong, because I used to have a Ford F one fifty with the the lever on the column. You know, so I get into this truck to test drive it, and the first thing I do is reach for a damn lever that ain't there. But I'm listening. If it's a knob that I got to turn for that eight-speed transmission that takes my little truck out there with the 3.6 liter in it and propels it down the road the way it does, I will turn that damn little girly knob till the cows come home. That's a cute little motor. It is. It is. Did that come with a purse? You know what? Ask. (laughs) You know what? What what year was your Grand uh, Prix? My Grand Prix was an O three O two. He had an O two Grand Prix with 3.8 liter in it. Yep. Non-supercharged. Non-supercharged. Okay. Yep, yep. Okay. 3,800. Ask, ask Kyle what happened when he decided to try and get me on a rolling start around a corner. Ask him. Go ahead. Dre, ask him. How, how, what happened? How, how bad did you get whipped? It was pretty bad. It I held him for bad. a little bit, and then it was just like a rocket, <laughs> just gone. I'm like, how is this happening? I know this is a pretty quick car. What are you doing? <laughs> Now I gotta find another Mimi. Okay. <laughs> the, the sad thing is with that little 3.6, because you know Dodge, they don't change the body for what motors in it. So mm. they run the Cummins, they run the Hemis, they run the V6s. Yeah. That V6, I can sit on the front cross member behind the rod <laughs> and change the belt or the alternator and still have room in there and close the hood. And you wouldn't even know I'm in there. Yeah, it it is pretty funny. You know, we we joked about that when I first test drove the truck. I'm like, dude, look at how much room's under the hood. You could get in that hole. Like you could sit in there and I could drive down the road and you probably wouldn't get hit by the belt or the fan. Sorry. This wasn't the one I was looking, but you got you gotta see that. Does oh, the tow mirror up? turned sideways? Yeah, it says I run my tow mirrors at half mast and fall in uh in honor of all fall, the fall fallen fallen Ford six point <laughs> <laughs> The old power jokes. Yeah, that's okay. Funny. Okay, this is the one I was looking for. You guys familiar with the old Buick Grand National? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, all right. Oh, that's pretty. So there's that. Ford guys be like, EcoBoost V6 is so revolutionary. GM guys be like, Yeah, we remember the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I seen that we one. We remember the 80s and we stopped doing it. 
I don't know why they stopped doing it. The Buick Grand National was an amazing car. Dude, I love seeing those things when like when you go to like a like a car show or something like that. Yeah. St. Ignis, for example. Yep. Oh, that's why that doesn't They matter. were way ahead of their time with that car. They are wicked little cars though. Like really, mm-hmm. you know, especially one that's been well taken care of and even a little bit of time and thought went into it. Just, oh, they are cool cars. Hard to come by. Buick Grand National. The G body shuffle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, get him done. <laughs> okay, Dre, what do you got for music there, big guy? All right, I will mess with your heads on this one. This this range goes all over because I listen to all kinds of different crap. We're gonna start out with uh, Marvin Gaye. The song is Trouble Man. I haven't heard that. Have you seen the cap new the second Captain America? Yes. Where he's laying in the hospital and there's that song that comes on the end as they're all kind of doing that's it's that song. It's on the movie Four Brothers too. It's Four, a good You know what? I bet you I know it from Four Brothers, because you know what? Oh god, now here we go off another subject. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. For whatever Mar- Mark Wahlberg, uh and Tyrese, those two guys, it seems to be whatever movie they're in. I could watch over and over again. Right. I, I don't understand it. I don't get why. No, I'm not attracted to men. <laughs> I'm not. I really am I'm not. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Listen, I'm not going to lie. Listen, if I had a tendency towards men, I would just say it. Because let's let's be real. We live in the day and age where it's not gay. You <laughs> 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 just put up a meme of the, the you know, the, the Chinese guy there uh, that, that's actually a doctor, but he's a comedian. He's in the hang- hangover. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's sitting Enjoy. in a classroom going like this, like with his hands around his mouth. Ha, yeah. gay. Yeah. Ha, gay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, but let's be real, though. We live in the day and age now where, if, let's say, if you're gay or bisexual or whatever, who gives a crap, right? Like, who exactly. really cares? I don't care if somebody wants to judge somebody because that you're an idiot if you're judging somebody because of their sexual preference. But I'm not gay. I just tend to like the movies that these two guys are in a lot. <laughs> I don't understand why. But I watch Four Brothers all the time. That's the kind of movie that I could watch when I'm bored out of my skull and can't really find anything I really want to watch. I could put that movie on there and sit and watch the whole thing. It's just me. It's a good movie. It is. I like it. And if you don't like it, that's too bad. Oh, yeah, I know this song. I'm checking Okay, yeah, I see where you're coming with that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. So then we got, uh, I don't know if you've heard it yet. It's it's a cover of Gimme Shelter by Stone Sour and Lizzie Hale. Oh, I think I have. You know, yeah. now you're going into Stone Sour. Corey Taylor. That man is a mother-effing talented individual. I don't care what anybody says. When you can listen to the way this guy can sing, not only when he's in Slipknot, but when he really, really sings... This guy is talented, and I don't think a lot of people realize it. Give me shelter. I'm pretty sure I've heard it. I've only heard it on XM like a handful of times, so I don't know how new out it is. But let me see if I can find it. Yeah. Side note on uh, Slipknot. They're from Iowa. Oh, they are really. Yeah, you didn't know that? that? No. I but knew my, that. My one buddy is like totally normal now. When he was, what were he, sophomores or juniors in high school, he shows up one day with the big Jenko jeans where you can't see his feet, and he, <laughs> and he colored his hair blue with Kool-Aid, 
and he's listening to Slipknot, and we just uh, we just give him all kinds of hell. He's totally normal again now, but there was a phase there. My God, buddy. <laughs> uh, I got to try and find it here. What was it called again? Give Me Shelter by, by Stone Sour and Lizzie Hale. Okay, go on to the next one. I'll try and find it. Uh, round and Round by Rat. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> then you got uh, Copperhead Road by Steve Earle. Oh, oh Copperhead, Copperhead Road. Road. <laughs> I know about you guys, but that's the song you play in the jukebox when you go to the bar. It's Maybe. a classic. Okay, so I know this song. I do know this song. I have not heard this version of it. So everybody's going to just have to chill in here for, for a few minutes. So good. Well, now I can do things that would really piss people off. You know that? Where I could just mute the music in the middle of it and then start talking over it. <laughs> and then jump back and then do it. Go right back to it. Wouldn't it just really piss people off? They're just getting into the music and you start doing <laughs> stuff like that. Okay, so that just got added to my library. You're that welcome. is a very good and, and, cover. And, and you know, I'm not taking anything away from Lizzie Hale. That chick is one hell of a rocker. Everything I, she's done yeah. is just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot disagree with you at all. So okay, so so far we've got we've got that. We've got round and round. We got trouble man. We got Copperhead Road. Copperhead Copper Road. Road. Okay, what do we got after that? We got Dr. Dre. Keep your heads ringing. That's a good tune, too. That's a good tune, too. You know, it's kind of funny you, you mentioned Dr. Dre. You know, because as soon as you said, when you sent me that message, that, that feel free to call me Dre because people call me Dre. I'm like, oh, okay. So right away, d does my mind not go to, oh, I don't have it playing. Oh, fail. Look, see? I always screwed up. You broke it. Right away, I went to. Is that Dre over there? Yeah. <laughs> I probably I just blew everybody's was, ears out. When I was 17, I drove around in a Ford Explorer with an Adidas visor on backwards and upside down. And oh I my may god! As well. Yeah, it, it was that. It okay, was that how old are you, Dre? I, I'm 31 now. Oh, Gordon Saint. Yeah. Oh, I gotta edit oh. that out. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, There'll be a good old chicken clock right in there. We're the same age. The one your uh, TSR podcast you're talking to tim about your uh your ham radio sign was something something dmx yeah va3 dmx yeah, yeah you're talking about that and you're like yeah this what music i listen to i'm like sounds like me in high yeah. school <laughs> <laughs> so what an unoriginal friggin guy i was right out of all of the letters in the alphabet that i could pick i had to pick dmx and you know at the time the guy was a great rapper now he's a strung out drug addict it, DMX, if you hear this for whatever reason and you're on the path of recovery, get on you, bro. 
<laughs> CYA right there. CYA. Okay, what else do you got? <laughs> I'm going to get shot in a drive-by tomorrow. <laughs> uh, God. Uh, welcome home, Sanitarium by Metallica. Oh, that's a good tune, too. Yeah. <sighs> what? Come get it. Does my why don't you pour your own beer? You pour it. What do I look like here? You don't want me to. Do I look like a beer wench? Yes. Do I need a? Uh, well, do you, do you want me to wear nothing but an apron? No. <laughs> no. Put that up. Shut your. If you do, shut your webcam off. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> hello. Peekaboo. <laughs> I see you. Oh, <laughs> All right. What else do you got? We got uh, Homeboy by Eric Church. A little bit of country for you, Matt, since you hate that. Great song. I'll leave Kyle with it. <laughs> Jesus, it's over easy over there, Slugger. You've probably never heard Homeboy, but it is a very good song. No, I haven't heard it, but I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. Hang on. How are we making note on this thing? Oh, we're almost done it. I have to say thank you to Outspoken Brewery for the beer. Okay, what else do you got? We got, and then la last last one's gonna be uh, "Smooth" by Santana and Rob Thomas. Okay, yeah, that's a good tune. I can't agree with that one. Oh come on! No, Santana. I I can't. But say what you will, that little dude is awesome on a on a guitar. He is. He is. Um... Oh, come on, really, right now? Yeah, thanks for talking, guys, while I'm looking at my phone and typing and stuff. Appreciate All it. All right. Country music is the best. It is. So okay, is I'm so going to shut you so off now. Look, so, is, so, so is Team Losey Racing. Yeah, okay. Now you're, defin <laughs> you're definitely drunk. You, I, I will let you take that back when you're sober. I, you know, I shouldn't even talk junk. Like, I really shouldn't talk trash because what will happen is one day I will go down to where Dre lives and I will go race with him and he will kick my ass. <laughs> from one side of the track to the other <laughs> because he races probably more often than I do. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> and I won't. I, it'll just, you know, it's hard for me to say, you know, like I, I like being modest. Like, and Kyle's known me for a long time. I, I don't like being the guy that brags. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I do all right with my RC driving. Like, if I can keep that freaking thing on all four wheels and keep doing the things that I do when I'm moving fast, it's game over for people. But the problem is, I rarely keep it on all four wheels. Like that's I get two or three really good laps, and then I have four really bad laps. <laughs> my problem is, I'm real consistent. I can stay on my wheels and make the corners, but I'm not fast. Most, the majority of the time, when if, if I win a race, it's because I have. You look at my times, and they're all boom, 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 boom. They're all consistent. But I'm, I'm rarely. The, I bet. All season long this year, I haven't had the fastest lap in any race I've had yet. It's I'm always like a second off the pace for Wait, fastest lap. You uh, said it's homeboy? Homeboy. Homeboy. Eric Church. Eric Church. I can't find it. See, how, can, how can you not find it? It's such that? a bad song that Google Play <laughs> Music doesn't even have it on there. Sorry, I had to. Just remember when we were up at camp. Oh, I found it. When we were up at uh, camp there. What could we get on the radio? There's a country noodling for you. You were too bad for a little square town With your hip-hop hat and your pants on the ground Heard you cussed out mama, pushed daddy around Before you tore off in his car 
Okay, so I'm not going to be the typical D-I-C-K that I could be here right now. But part of this, this is what I hear. Ready? I'm going to let it play. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to trash it. It's the music you guys like, and that's perfectly fine by me. However, you will not catch me driving down the road with the windows down on my truck with that plane. It just won't happen. Well, not I, I like the twanginess of it. Sure he's it, got a certain sound, that he's got a lot of twang, and I, I care for that. I, you know, like, don't get me wrong. I definitely try and give every kind of music a chance. Like, I don't just say, okay, I'm not going to like it. I tried to give this a chance. That song's just way too much for me. The, the thing that I hated the worst, and I love that song to beat hell, but I was at a racetrack. I can't remember if it was in Des Moines or where the heck we were at, but they had Skrillex going or something, something with upbeat tempo, you know, racetrack music. They right. pull on pull on that, just totally kills the whole mood. It's like, really, guys? That's It's got its place, but it's not at the racetrack. <laughs> That's definitely not racing music. No, no. And I need a refill, so cheers. All right. He's getting a refill. Actually, what was I thinking of when he was saying that? It said Skrillex, and then I was thinking of something ba else. Banger. Skrillex Bangerang. That's a Bangerang. Good That's a really hard song to find another song to go into, though. Yeah, it is. It is. It yeah, is. Like, you might as well just shut the music off. <laughs> it's total just class of its own. Leave dead air for like 10 minutes. <laughs> hit repeat. Or do like I do if I play Copperhead Road someplace, I throw a $20 bill and just keep hitting Copperhead Road. Copperhead Road. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're that guy? And, and then I leave. <laughs> That's funny. Let's see here. What do I got in my library? Okay, here's the song. This is an old one. Name it yet? Kyle's looking <laughs> You know what? It's the video for this song where he's walking around the whole room because of MTV's pop up videos there where they tell you how they filmed the whole thing. So it's actually the whole room, the, the, the camera's attached to the room, and the whole room moves around this big warehouse. Really? Yeah, you've never seen the video no. for that? Oh, man. I've never I'm, heard that song. Virtual Insanity by Jamiroquai. You've never heard that? No. That's who it is. I couldn't, I, like I said, I'm horrible with names of songs and bands, but I know I'd heard it before. Oh, okay, cool. We can play this game for a minute. All right, let's see. Let's I really see. didn't want to get into my list because you're going to rip me apart. I know. I'm not going to rip you apart, you, but we're going to get into your right. list in a minute. You are going to rip it apart because, yeah, we'll wait. So, so, hey, Kyle. Yeah. So, I, got, I got your back right here, buddy. Awesome. I'm a country boy. Yeah, we, we don't do that around here. Ours, yeah, have, ours have to be properly put away, locked in a cabinet. Dude, I'm like 10 feet away from like 20 loaded guns right now. Oh. Yeah, that's definitely something we're not <laughs> that, supposed to do. That is loaded. the only thing that I like about America. No, don't give me, no, no, no. See, I like a lot of things about America. 
a lot, a lot of things about America. And I'm not going to get into the list of things that I like about America, besides the fact that I'd much rather be in California right now, being able to do stuff with Tim, because as many of you know that are listening to this show that also listen to the TSR show that might have been checking out the video while I was building my SC5M, there is some major stuff going on right now for Tim. Major, major stuff. Major. So needless to say, I wish I was there doing being able to be part of that. Do you have you kept up with any of the new rap music at all? Mm, okay, wait a minute. I got I got one that you should know. If you're listening to rap music when I was res- listening to rap music, you would know this song. Oh, I think it's gonna have swears in it. Escobar season has returned. Has returned. You know it? That's uh, not my puff daddy. But... Puff Daddy's featured in it. Keep playing it. Somebody swears I know that. There's no turning back now. This is what makes me. This is what I am. Well, I gave it away, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, you gave it away. Oh, God. What's the name of the artist? Nas. That's it. Gosh. Yeah, play, play some more of that. That's good, too. Well, yeah, there's way too much swearing in it. Well, that's all the rap music we listened to in high school. That's way too much. See, I had, like, uh, Nelly. We listened to a lot of that. Yeah. We obviously, listened to a lot of Dr. Dre because, duh. Um, Eminem. We listened to a lot of Eminem. Who else? DMX. Outcast. Outcast. DMX really never got so Oh, I just saved that one. <laughs> Crazy Blanket Blanket and Dave Ice Cube. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Uh, yeah, have, have you, you seen that movie? Yes, it was awesome. Uh, have you heard this album at all? New Dre album, Compton. I haven't heard it. Oh it's my fun. god, it's good. The prob- problem with living in extreme rural America is <laughs> there's cu- there's country and there's alternative rock music from the college station. You got an Android yeah. phone, don't you? Yeah, but our freaking data out here is unreal. Yeah, but like you- the only place I'm on Wi-Fi is at home. Yeah, but that's all you need. If you get something like Google Play Music, that's what I use. Yeah, like I ended up getting a six month free trial for it. Yeah, but off the trial, it's ten bucks a month. And you can pick all the music you want and actually download it straight to your phone. So literally every night when you're at home, if you want different music, you can change it every night. And then when you leave, you don't need data to play it. Okay, I'm writing that down. Google Play Music. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like this music. See, too. I'm going to have to go on my phone because I've got like 400 mems. I'm at 68% of my phone storage. <laughs> oh my God. And it's all mems. <laughs> so this is a group called SoFlow. And they were live on Bubba the Love Sponge a while ago. And I don't know what it is about it. It's like that kind of that, like that reggae, Scottish kind of... And that, that's what I mean. Like, I'm open to all kinds of different music. This is really different compared to everything else I listen to. I think I made my wife completely sick of me when I was listening to this. Okay, we're done with that. Okay, Kyle, let's get into your music. Oh boy. Yep. Oh, where do I want to start? 
Man, are we really only like 30 minutes into this stuff? No. Come on. We've been on here way long. Oh, no, it's 30 minutes into this time. <laughs> yeah, we're at 143.41. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, we're 45 minutes in before I start recording. I'm like, really? 30 minutes? Like, where the hell the time? How much beer have I drank tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yeah, well, and, ju- and just so everybody knows, by the way, I've moved these things to Friday night. So, yes, things are going to get a little more loose. And I'm actually going to have to edit this one because I let the F-bomb fly earlier. Shouldn't have done that. Bad said naughty word. Yeah, I did. Okay, well, Kyle, let's hear it. Let's start with Walk This Line, Johnny Cash. Okay, that's not a bad song. That's good. Yes, yes. <laughs> Rolling like a redneck, Georgia boys. Okay, actually, I was looking sure up. I've now you no, okay? So he's getting into hip hop, and to me, hip hop, yeah, hip hop, hip hop, <laughs> and, and hip hop is not the same. What's it called again? Uh, Rolling like a redneck. Anyway, hip hop is not the same as country. It's very country esque. But it's very rap-ish. So you guys got like you got like the Georgia boys, uh, Georgia boys, whatever Georgia boys, Georgia. And then you got um, Big Smo. Yeah, I hate Big Smo. He's such. A, you know what, dude? Trust me. If you heard him the way I heard him, he's an yeah. Anyway, um, not Big Smo. There's another guy. There's tons of them. There's the Lax. The Lax, but there's another guy. Wow, Christy. Do you see that? Is this really? No. That is so. Oh yeah, tech. this is the intro on the video. Did they swear? I can't remember. Okay, see, I would drive with my windows down on my truck playing this. Okay, till there. Okay, this is almost. <laughs> Jeremy put a fuck gay. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't get behind that. I'm sorry. You You're can't get behind the country rap. No, not at that extent. No, not 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 at that extent, sir. No. That that's a bad one to start into. It's I almost just... as bad as she thinks my tractor's sexy. Hey, now that <laughs> it has this place. It's place maybe sixty year old dudes drive around and rusted out pickups, but it has its place. Now this is a good one. Uh-huh. If you like old country, okay. Joe Diffie. Yes. With D Thrash from the Joja Boys, did a song together. Okay. Girl riding shotgun. Great song. Gotta try and find it. See this stuff I don't know, so I gotta girl. I just thought you know the worst part is I can remember the Ned parody of the song I'm thinking of, "Drunk Driving Down a Dirt Road." More effed up than Terry Schiavo, but I can't think of the actual real singer that sang it. No idea. He's another really big fat guy. Can you Google it over there? Big fat white guy that does hip hop. You should come up with like Big Schmo and like another guy. Girl riding shot again. 
Let's try and look up Ned parody songs. No, I don't. Hey, is it Bubba Sparks? No, it's not Bubba Sparks, but Bubba Sparks has done music with this 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 guy. Okay. Big. Here's my beef with this song. That guy can't sing a lick worth of crap, and you want to know why? Because they're tripling his voice in the song. Listen to it. They're doubling up or tripling up his voice. Gotta be. Like that dude there, that Joe Diffie dude. Joe Diffie is just amazing. Colt Ford. That's it. Oh, that's Colt Ford. Drunk driving down the dirt road, more rift up than Terra Shavo. <laughs> See, even I can do it. Oh, that song is uh, Dirt Road Anthem. Yeah, Dirt Road Anthem. So Ned yep. from the Bubble the Love Sponge Show did a parody of that song. Now, I like Dirt Road Anthem. <laughs> I really do. But I can't listen to it without thinking of the Ned song in my back of my mind. It's the worst thing ever because he's talking about chalking up lines on the dashboard and... Like KKK up in his headlights and <laughs> like yeah, <it's laughs> there's one by Colt Ford though. Hang on, I'm gonna look for it while I play this. How y'all doing? Yeah, my name's Colt. See, Ford. I like country I music. To me, this is country-ish. We did some country boys from Georgia. We're gonna do a little something about the dirt roads that we come from. I'm gonna rap a little bit. You feel like singing? Yeah, bro. Let's go. Okay, next. Now, see... Not from you. This is my all-time favorite song by Cole Ford. Right here. Yes, I live. Yes, I live in a single wide. To get up here, it takes a four-wheel drive. Uh-huh. Got a mean-ass dog whose name is... Sick'em Sam. Uh-huh. A motor hanging from a tree, a satellite dish, and trampoline, a 68 red Chevelle, been known to raise a little hell all night. Bar fight, some of y'all say I ain't living right. Eat butter beans and fries. The best is coming up, wait for it. There ain't no crash in my trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Though you might find an empty can of beer. Anyway, (laughs) what else you got there, dude? Back to that dirt road anthem. That's actually Jason Aldean's song. Well, it is, but he redid it. Whatever. Another big one: "Kids with Cars," done by Dallas Smith. And I know how much you hate him. No, I don't hate Dallas Smith, but that's the guy who was the lead singer default and couldn't make it in rock music, so he went to country. He defaulted to country. Oh, see what I did there? See what I did there? Okay, as Jeremy's what? scrolling. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm trying to find something. There's another guy that went from... What the hell is Hootie the Blowfish's dude's name? Oh, uh, Darius Rucker. Darius. Yeah, another one. Yeah. Why? Come I don't want to be with you. He does not have the country voice. <laughs> He's trying to twang it up, and it ain't working. 
didn't have the hooting voice either. <laughs> like, oh, if you're mediocre at one thing, don't go to another one. Yeah. <laughs> it don't work like that. But he tried. Well, Dallas Smith did it. He was mediocre at rock music. He went to country, and he's the biggest thing since sliced bread, apparently. He is pretty good in country. Well, I've listened to some of his music. I'm not going to knock him. <laughs> I'm just making fun of him to make fun of him. I'm allowed to do that, see, because I'm nobody. So nobody making fun of somebody big doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah. I guess. What else uh, you got? Crash test dummies? Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> knows that song. <laughs> mm, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Take all that. Oh. Oh. Yeah, see. I can really mess this up. Once there was this man who. I just love his voice. It's very baritone. It's bare of something. Bare of hot. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say something I shouldn't. Now I messed up all my knobs. Now I got to twist my knobs. Quit see? twisting your knobs. I over like there. twisting knobs. I'm twisting knobs over here, right off camera. You can't even see it. At least my Dodge, I shift it like a real man. Your Dodge isn't even you got a Dodge. manual? No. No. He's then you're not shifting like a real man. Yeah. I can't even say I do that for a living anymore. My truck's a damn automatic at work. You poor bastard. Tell me about it. It gets stuck everywhere. I was just giggling, watching you trying to back it in today. Just sitting there doing I was nothing. was so ridiculous. It was stupid. <laughs> I, was, I was so, so irritated by that. Now I gotta try and get my stuff set up again so I don't sound so uh, over the top. I won't give you any more music because you'll, you'll no, just laugh. Come on. Laugh. A couple more. Don't be such a puss. Okay. Come on. You can do it. Disengage the simulator, CKY. Okay, that's a different kind yeah. of tune. That is. How vulgar is that, though? It's not very vulgar. Okay. Good old camp kill yourself. Dis. Engage. Look at that. It came up. I'm not the first person to look for it. Surprisingly, CKY, CKY never really went too far. No. No. Other than from Bam Margera, like with the shows and Jackass yeah. and everything. I miss those shows. There was another song they had too. I think this is it right here. Yeah. Familiar Realm. That was a good tune. They had quite a few good tunes. And uh, Flushing the Gear was good. Quite Bitter Beans was good. Escape from Hellview. They used to play this on Octane. Really? Yeah. yeah. They used That's to play surprising. a lot of good stuff on Octane. Yeah. It, you know what? Here's what I find with the, the, the whole satellite radio situation. And I teeter between two 
two and three stations. I'm anywhere from 51, which is BPM, 52, which is electric area, um, and then I dabble around in octane and a couple of them in that area. And I find if you bounce, like if you listen to a co- like a week or two of one, and then you go to the other, you tend to get a nice mix of music. Um, the thing that I really like, and, and Dre, I'm telling you right now, if you go into this Google Play Music, what you're really going to like about it is you can pick a song that you like. Um, like for me, it was that uh, Jenny song. Um, hang on. I got to see. I heard this song on Octane, funny enough, right? And yep. I, I, I instantly liked it because I'm a very, I don't know about a lot of people, but for music, for me, and, and it doesn't really need to mean anything to me personally, but if a song kind of speaks to me, um, irregardless of what genre it's from, I really tend to gravitate towards it and like it. And, and, and again, it doesn't have to mean anything to me personally, but I just enjoy the song and, and it brings a meaning to me, whether it's somebody I know that I think about or whatever the case is. You know what I mean? Like, anyway, I heard this song on, uh, on Octane and I was sitting down here one night uh, working on RCs and this is the song for anybody wondering. Kind of starts off a little mellow, but it gets it gets hard, and that's why I like this song at the gym because it's the kind of song that leading into it, it's not hitting you in the face like right away. It's giving you a few moments. My wife likes this song, and my wife does not like a lot of rock music at all, but she likes this song. I think I want to say I might have opened up our last show with this one, Kyle. I think we might. I think we did. I'll just get it to where it hits hard. Okay, I gotta turn it down, otherwise I'll just play the whole song. We'll be sitting here for four minutes doing nothing but listening to music. So anyway, so a song like that, like I like that song, right? So what I did in Google Play Music the one night I was down here working on RCs is I hit it and I hit start radio. So now a lot of times when you do it, it starts playing the same song over again. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But see, now this is what it does. It brought up a whole playlist for me of music that fits the same style of music, right? So Just like, kind of like Pandora? Kinda, yeah. But see, like, it would go to this song. From Birth to Burial by 10 Years. Um, see, Destruction of Myself, From Ashes to, to New. I have another song by them on my playlist. So it, it takes a lot of the similar kind of um, artists and genre of music, and, and it plays it for you. Now, the other thing I really, really like about Google Play Music is I can click on the box where it won't play... Um, unedited music through the the radio. So if I want to listen to that kind of rock music and I know my kids are floating around and stuff like that, I always make sure that box is checked. So all of the music pretty much that I have for my gym playlist is edited. Like they're, they're either it the song doesn't contain swears to begin with or it's like a radio edit of the song. That'd be awesome for the track. <laughs> well, and, and that's what I mean, right? And that's why I like it so much because I know then I can put a bunch of music on my on my phone. I can go to whatever track I'm going to. I can take my little Bluetooth speaker with me behind me, and I can hit play at the top of that playlist and not worry about it. 
not worry about anybody being offended. And I think that's part of the reason why I've tried to always keep the MBM podcast fairly clean. And I'm sure some people are going to be mad about the S word and the ass, but, and I'll do my best to kind of clean them up because really I should try and steer clear of that because I know there were some tracks at one point that were playing the MBM podcast during race days. And that blows my mind. Like it blows my mind to think that they're listening to this fat tubby guy in Canada Talk about RC, and I really know nothing about RC. I know a little bit because I've been racing them, and, and I find interest in them, but I don't know anything more than the next guy sitting sitting to your left or right in the pits. Like, I really don't. And I probably just blew the whole friggin' lid off of it, didn't I? Yeah, you're good. Oh, well, whatever. Mm. Yeah. They'll still keep listening. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. But okay, what else? Is that all you got? That's yeah, it. yeah. That's. Hang on. One more thought. country one. Okay. Okay. 1994 by Jason Aldean. Oh, right. Okay, hang right. On. I'll play Great. It. I'll play it, and then I got I, you know what? I shouldn't say that I don't like country music because see, I grew up with country music in my home because my dad kind of listened to some country music. So I'll look up this 1994 by uh, Jason Aldean. Al, how do you spell his last name? A L D E A. What? Hmm. You guys A-L- talked to A L D E A N. Okay. Kind of walked on each other there. That's okay. I'm so excited about converting you to country music. Yeah, that's not I tried at camp, it didn't work. <laughs> it's like I got my first Casio in the background there. Floating that boat, no, we ain't riding that train. Hop on my rocket ship and let's get out of here. Let me put a little shimmer in your atmosphere. Now let's get <laughs> out of this town, out of this club, girl. Whatever you're sipping, I'm gonna mix it up. Take a few TikToks off of your clock. Put a little third rock in your hip hop. I got that. I don't know. So, this is the album here that was in my house that I listened to a lot. It's from 1990. It's by a group called the Kentucky Headhunters. Hmm. The album is called Pickin' on Nashville. And this right here, if I had to pick a country song that's my all-time favorite, this is it right here. I'm not completely opposed to country. You just got to find the right country that rubs my belly the right way. I completely forgot about this song. Dude, I used this this CD. Okay, my dad had CDs back when CDs were like first real popular. And he had this CD. And I kid you not, this was my go-to CD when I was like six and seven, when I shouldn't have been touching the stereo. And... I get it in the CD player. I'd get number two on. I'd hit the play button. I'd hit that dial up as high as I could let it go. And sure enough, my mom and dad would come flying around the corner. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. 
I got an ex-girlfriend. If she would have seen me nod my head to that song right now, I would have got no endless amounts of sh crap. Almost said it, but I didn't. That's okay. I got a chicken <laughs> cluck. I can fix them all. <laughs> it just means I got to listen to a three-hour podcast. Sometimes it sucks. <laughs> but I was at that when I dated her, I was in my heavy thrash metal. Somebody screaming into a microphone for five minutes and calling it a song stage. And she was playing a song. I'm like, that is the dumbest song I've ever heard of. I don't know where Dumas Walker is. I'm never going there. <laughs> and now it's like, it's not a bad tune. I like it. That's too funny. What do you got over there? Anything? No. Okay, so what we're going to do then is we're going to take a quick little break. We can all use restrooms, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We'll come back and we'll wrap up the podcast. We'll maybe get into some funny memes or memes that we like, um, what we're watching right now, and we'll wrap it up. We won't try to keep you guys too long. I know there's lots of you guys out there to listen to this as you drive, so that's what sometimes drives me to make them as long as I possibly can because I'm a guy who's out there for 10 to 12 hours a day. So to find content that I, A, enjoy which I'm assuming if you listen to this entire podcast, you must enjoy it, which go see a psychiatrist, please. What's <laughs> <laughs> wrong with you if you find this entertaining? I don't... Thank you very much if you find it entertaining. Again, I'm going to try. We are going to try here and there to keep you guys entertained. Um, I got to talk to Dre about his old RC stuff still. We probably have another hour to go. Oh, at least an hour. Holy crap. It's 944 here. I'm good for like... Well, here, hang on. Well, it's Friday, so... I'm good till like, 2 a.m. 2 a.m.? <laughs> I'm a night owl. I, don't, I, hey, I feel bad for your liver already. New, new. I'm single. I got no kids. I got to wake up tomorrow and move snow. Can I come live with you? Can you just hide me out? I mean, I, there's no hide to be done. There's a four-bedroom house. You, you rent a room for free. Perfect. I'm in. Four-letter word. That's my favorite word. Free. No, I will work. <laughs> See, I'd go down there and I'd work my buttocks off. <laughs> buttocks. Okay, are we really getting into that? Okay, anyway, we're going to take a break because I'm about to... I need a restroom badly. Anyway, we'll be back. You're listening to the NBM Podcast. Cow RC, the radio-controlled maintenance king since 2008. Providing the RC community with the world's best pit mats, park trays, performance aerosols, and much more. Through smart design, superior performance, and 100% made in the USA, Cow RC products are a real value. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Follow Cow RC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or order direct at cowrc.com. Save 10% with code IMOVE. That's code I-M-O-O. CalRC. Maintenance King. Okay, we're back for the NBM podcast. <laughs> and we're really back, guys, just so you know. I really just did that. <laughs> did you guys like my jug plane? Such a bad idea. I'll, I'll go in at post production and I'll put music in there and cut that. No, no, you gotta leave that. Leave right. that. Okay, I'm leaving it. I'll leave it. Uh oh. I should have went up and got a set of spoons. <laughs> 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 All right, so we're back from the NBM podcast, and uh, we were. The, I know uh, Kyle and Dre there were having a little chat while I ran upstairs, used the facilities, and grabbed a slice of pizza. This time I didn't have to argue with my wife about getting pizza. No already, argument. It was, it was, it was, it was already here. 
It worked out perfectly, didn't it? it? Worked out perfectly. So it's funny. Dre was mentioning that at one of their first tracks that was really crude, they hadn't outlawed reverse yet. So it's kind of funny you go there. And here we go. We're going back down the RC path and around the corner. And I don't know any of you yet that might have read it, but I'm, I'm sure somebody has seen it on LiveRC.com. Uh, a, a Where's Waldo segment by our good friend Aaron Waldron, where he gets into the... Um, the whole reverse being not allowed and how old of a, um, what am I looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? Like how uh, old of a rule it is, right? Like, like what, what, what do you think, Dre? Like, do you think it's really one of those rules that really needs to be still I, in place? The, the spectrum of the racing that I deal with, um, I, on the novice level, the sportsman, sportsman level, I completely agree with the rule. Because there's going to be guys that they don't look. They just hit, you know, they're the same guys that, oh, I can go fast if I hold the trigger all the way down. I don't have to worry about slowing down. You know, <laughs> those guys are going to be the guys that are going to back in the traffic, going to cause a wreck. The, your higher levels of racing, if somebody's caught in a pipe and they see two guys coming, they're going to stay there at that pipe. Two guys are going to go by. They're going to back up literally two inches, turn their wheels the other way, and they're going to take off again. I think that's fine. But you, you run it, you know, and like the article said, how is that any more of an issue than somebody running across the track? What was what? what did you uh, say? Okay, uh, hang on. I got. I got it. I got it. Hang on. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I got. I got the exact <laughs> quote. Hang on. Let me find it real quick here. Uh, hang on. Control F it. Three hundred pound. Because I know he took a hack at three hundred pounders. <laughs> yeah. Right here. Okay. So he goes. I'll read the whole sentence here. He goes, and while we're on the subject of turn marshals, allowing drivers to use reverse would reduce one of the most subjective and bogus factors that impact the outcome of, of countless races. If a driver using reverse to free himself from being stuck against a corner barrier is a danger to other cars, what do you call a 300-pound cigarette smoker in sandals waddling across a muddy hillside? Blaming racers for being incapable of utilizing proper judgment to use reverse safely totally ignores how often even the most athletic turn marshals step in front of moving vehicles, set cars down and racing line without giving oncoming traffic the right of way, or even fall into the track surface. Why not reduce the effect a turn marshal, uh, marshal's judgment could have on a race and put that responsibility back on the driver? That was his quote. Very well written, and I agree with him 100%. I'm telling you, man, when I read these articles, Aaron does a very, very good job at this stuff. A very, very good job of it. And, and I I can't disagree with him. I really it, the, the problem I have is, is exactly like you said. Where do you draw the line and who can use reverse and who can't use reverse? And I think that's why a lot of places still have a rule against it. You know what I mean? Like for, for somebody like me, I can put reverse in all my vehicle. I'll tell you right now, there is not a vehicle of mine that has a reverse profile. My four wheel drive buggy doesn't have it. My two wheel drive buggy doesn't have it. My two wheel drive short course truck doesn't have it. My four wheel drive short course truck has it, but I never use it. Like you, every, every one of my cars has it because if I'm out practicing, I'm lazy. I'm not getting up to stand and walking down and flipping my car. Well, but, but that's it. And a lot of times yeah. for me, I'm practicing before a race starts and the marshals are kind of out there and, and, and doing their deal. And it is frustrating because sometimes you get stuck on a pipe and the marshal stands there and stares at your car. It's like, hey, 
I don't have reverse. I don't know if you didn't read the rules before you came here, but there's no reverse allowed. Like, so I don't have it. I'm not like the rest of the guys who just leave it and don't use it. I don't have it. It's disabled. It's off. Which, I don't know. I guess I should go in and turn it on, but part of me feels like then I'm breaking the rules. And it's like I'm not breaking the rules on anything else. I'm not using any cheater motors. I guess you can't. I don't know. I can't even say that 13.5 Evil Empire motor I have is a legit motor. I don't know if it's Roar approved. Oh, the heck with Roar. I know, I but... Yeah, I don't know. It's we still we still got guys running D three fives. It's well, I and, and and I own one. I never I never saw a great big advantage. Honestly, ran mine at one big the Novak race in Omaha. I ran it would have been an hour. Yeah, probably not even that. Probably twenty minutes worth of practice, three qualifiers, and a, a main. And I put it in a box. I haven't used it since. I didn't like the motor. How many turns is it? Seventeen and a half. The one that the one that everybody talked about, that's the cheater motor. That's the go to I wasn't and mine was even a Phantom Racing works edition with all the crap done to it. I was not impressed. I'll tell you what. Don't buy it. There well, yeah. If (laughs) if you said it was a thirteen five, we'd probably be having a conversation off air. Because I I really want to put a thirteen five, like a good thirteen five in my four wheel drive buggy. I recently switched from a sixteen or no a six five in it. To a thirteen five, and um, hmm. the brand of motor that I have in there, I, I feel that the motor is past its uh, past its prime. I'll be honest with you, my any mod motor, my seventeen fives, for whatever reason, I've stuck to Trinity, and I've had good luck with them. Mm-hmm. What mod motors I have, I run Thunder Power. They're cheap, and they seem to get the job done. You know which ones I've been looking at actually? Like Tim and I were talking about them one night on a Skype convo, just him and I were having, mm-hmm. um, where the um, I want to say the Turnigy ones. Really? Yeah, hang on. Let me look again. They were the ones on Hobby King. Hang yeah, I've been Turnigy. The the one motor, not to take you off track, but I bought one of Eco Power 17.5. Okay, yeah, yeah, because I, I looked at those a while back. I never boarded one, but I seen them when they came out. I, I bought one, and then I never used it. A buddy of mine bought a V4.1 that I had for like two weeks on my rant of I had a buggy, I didn't have a buggy, I had a buggy, I didn't have a buggy. For all last season, right? But uh, I think I own three different buggies. But uh, I, I gave it to him when he because we, we set a car up for him. He said he was just getting started, he had short mm, right. truck, got a buggy anyway. It don't matter, but it's been a good motor for him, and it was like 50 bucks. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember back when we started the podcast, the Eco Power motor uh, had come out, and we actually talked about it as uh, one of the new items uh, because it, I thought it was cool because it had two options for your sensor port. Which yeah. I think more manufacturers need to start looking into that because, and I'm not knocking any manufacturers. I have SMC motors, and the one thing that I I do not like is where the sensor port is on them. I wish they were more. Uh, they were either on another spot or on the just the flush on the backside, like a Tekken is, or uh, or even like one of the Reedies. Because now I've got one of those Reedy Sonic uh, Mach threes, yeah, um, nine and a half turn. That one in my SC five M and. So far, so good. I like the motor. It seems pretty nice. It uh, it temps out pretty good at the recommended gearing in the in the manual um, for the the car. I, I can't complain. I'm not running a fan on the ESC. Uh, I don't think I'm running any timing in the ESC. I think I'm still running on Blinky. But like that, that's not bad when you think about it. it's a full blown short course track. I'm yeah. not running a fan on the EC. You know what I mean? Like that's that's not bad. No, and see, the, I don't know if you can see that or not. That's that new twenty four twenty four K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like every other Trinity, the sensor sensor wire comes right out the side. 
your thunder yeah. power wires they come up and forward so they're out of harm's way that's yeah. the one that's the one thing i don't like about trinity motors but they've been good motors so they broke, don't fix it. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't had too many instances where somebody's gotten that hard into me to, to dislodge a sensor wire or, or cut one. Well, maybe that's I'm just more, sure I'm, more, I'm just more worried about a, a marshal grabbing it and... An accident. Yeah, and yanking it. Yeah. It, and it happens. It's one of them unforeseen deals. Yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. No, yeah, yeah so it's actually the Trackstar 13.5 Outlaw Sensor Blushless Motor Version 2. And get one out of the Arizona warehouse for forty dollars and twenty cents. Nice. Yeah. It, it, I mean, definitely be worth trying anyway. Well, but that's what I mean for fifty bucks. And, and again, because mm-hmm. exchange and everything like that for me, you know, it'll end up being probably about seventy bucks by the time I get it shipped and everything. Well, have me buy it. I'll ship it to you. Just PayPal me. Well, but that's the problem. I still got to pay exchange. How the hell does that work? Well, I still got to exchange Canadian money into U.S. money. I have a U.S. bank account, so it's not hard for me to switch Canadian oh, money into U.S. Oh, money. I, got, I, and, I keep forgetting. And because I live on a border, I just I ship everything to Sioux, Michigan, and I go across pick it up. I deal with customs when I come back on my own because it's just it's easier because I've just I've done things in the past where I've had it shipped right to my house and it yeah. sits in customs for two weeks for no reason till they clear it. Well, I don't need you to clear it. Just send me my stuff. I was going to say the other S word. <laughs> Just send me my stuff so I can do what I need to do. So, uh, I, it's yeah, the exchange is brutal right now. So, basically, at, at what the... Uh, here, I'll, I'll give you an idea how much it would cost. It's 48.20. Right now, exchange is costing me 41 cents for every dollar. It would cost me $68 Canadian to buy that motor. So, so $70. Ugh. Because the exchange rate's horrible. Now, yeah. one time back when your guy's economy was absolute horse poop, yeah, I was paying like three cents to get a dollar can U- U.S. So like, really? it, <laughs> dude, I spent so much money on RC <laughs> then it was unheard. Like every other week, me and my chum Mike were ordering stuff like nonstop. <laughs> we couldn't help it like it's like well the exchange is only three cents on the dollar like who cares like who cares yeah. if i spend 150 dollars? it cost me 160 yeah <laughs> like <laughs> and that's probably over what it actually cost me right mm-hmm. but right now it's real rough so you know and i, I know obviously when the dollar is this poor the american economy is doing uh, better and it's not that the canadian economy is doing horrible right now either so you know i don't really want to see uh uh a country's economy going to the dumpster just in order for me to save money. But I wish it was a little better. Like even if it yeah. was a, you know, a, a 20 cent difference where it was a dollar 20 Canadian to buy a dollar us. I, that's more manageable, you, yeah. you know? So it's, it's, it's really hurt because like, you know, I built my SC five M and the amount of money us that I had to switch over like Canadian wise was a lot, but it was still less than buying the truck in Canada and building it here in Canada. So I can't complain in that aspect of things. But yeah, it's kind of weird what motor tech, and I'm kind of looking forward to, uh, I believe, uh, the last conversation I had with Randy Pike from Tekin, the team manager from Tekin. Uh, I'm going to speak with him on the 18th uh, of January, uh, have a little interview with him, talk about the new Gen 3 motors from Tekin, um, see what the deal is with those, see what makes them so special. <clears throat> you know, I want to have the same conversation with somebody from Associated uh, or from Reedy, uh, to find out what's so special about these Mach 3 motors over the Mach 2s. Like if somebody were to give me a brand new Mach 2 in a box at a 9.5 turn, am I really going to notice the difference between the 9.5 Mach 2 and the Mach 3? Like that's what I want to know. 
Is the Mach 3 running cooler than the Mach 2 would run at the same gearing at the same timing? Is the timing just a little different? You know what I mean? Is it better? Is it worse? Is is there more technology in the, the sensor board? Like, I'm not looking for the secrets as to why these motors are better. I'm just curious as to why is there a third-gen motor? Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's fair to ask. Yep. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I... I not too many guys. For whatever reason, I see a lot of Tekken ESCs. I don't see a lot of Tekken motors. I, I don't know what that is. But um, and I'm I'm so far off courses. I'm the, like the one guy that runs Novak, and that's about it. But the, the the biggest motor change I saw, I ran Trinity D3s, and then a D3 five and a half for all of one race, and then I had a then I ran Thunder Power for a while, and then the Rev Tech Kill Shot. Um, the biggest change I saw that like night and day. Was the one from the RevTech kill shot, which had the Phantom whatever edition of it. Mm-hmm. But when it went to the D, been the D four short stack, that short stack motor, it just whatever they did to that thing. I understand it's a shorter stator, but why, however it works, why it works, things like a rocket. And yeah. it's just this new twenty four ko I got too is the same way. I mean that thing just freaking goes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that thirteen five I have from uh, Mike Bahana at Evil Empire is a short stack, mm-hmm. and. and it is just, it's silly. Like, it, it is silly how fast that motor is. And I have a feeling I probably end up either, I need to um, change out slippery pads on that uh, shield or shell <clears throat> slippery clutch that I have. Mm-hmm. Either it, it's, either they're taking a crap kick in or I'm burning through tire. Because, <laughs> you know, I took this motor out back when we were running outdoors in the summer, uh, just on, on asphalt, like parking lot. Um, and right away I noticed from going from the Tekken to it that there was a whole lot more torque all the time, a whole lot more torque all the time. And, um, like I said, translating it now into racing, I think I'm running like 40 degree timing on this thing. Okay. I'm running the same kind of gearing Mike was running on his B5M, uh, with one of those, uh, 13.5 D3 and a halfs from, um, from trinity that's it <laughs> uh and like the the motor comes off at like 156 after seven minutes of running the hell out of it uh-huh. and to me so that, that's pretty cool get, that's that you're getting a good i don't like to run anything over 160 myself just after six seven minutes i mean i want to come in, i want to come in off the track at 160 just, See, just I'll, I'll push one i'll push 170 Okay. Anything over 170 to me, that's when you're getting a little ridiculous for everything, <clears throat> in my opinion. Um, you know, I know there's a, it's a mixed bag, right? I think it's more of a personal preference. Um, but I think when you're really, really getting into those classes where you really need to push and compete, I think you can get away with saying, okay, if it comes off of 170, I, I can't be upset. Like when I went to Vegas and ran my 443, everything came off in the 160s. Uh, motor was in the 160s, ESC was in the 160s, and the batteries were in the 160s. Now, it was also 110 degrees outside. Yeah. Ambient yeah, air right. temperature. So you had to take that into consideration. But I had no fade. I had no fade from my batteries. I had no fade from my car. Nothing. The car ran flawlessly. And to me, that's a big you know, tip my hat to SMC. Because everything in my 443 at that point was SMC. The ESC was SMC. The batteries were SMC. Uh, um saddle packs and the motor was at six and a half turn from smc and that says a lot and, and you know i can hand kyle my smc motor that's in my my case and hand him the 13.5 the old 13.5 teakin that i have kicking around now i'm not gonna lie the old 13.5 teakin that i have kicking around has 
it served its purpose. It is a wore out motor. I wouldn't give this to anybody if their life depended on it unless I put a new uh, new rotor in it. That's the only way I'd give it to somebody. But if he were to turn them, the SMC just does not have that fade. And I get it's a six and a half turn, so the pull, like that 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 click that you get through the poles is going to be stronger because it's a, a, a lower turn motor. I understand that. But the fact that I've ran the snot out of this thing, and you can ask anybody that sees me drive my four-wheel drive buggy, I have no regard for the thing whatsoever. It is checkers or wreckers. I'm either <laughs> finishing the race or I am going to break it. That's just the way I run it. And what tells me that I run it that way, because, you know, obviously to you, you never think of it, right? You just go out there and run your car. But when you have somebody who's really close to you, like your best friend, turn to you and say, man, you are not afraid to send that thing in the corner. It's like, what's the worst going to happen? I'm going to break it? Like, I got some spare parts, I think. And the worst, car, the worst case is you get back to your pit and you go, oh, I don't have that part. Oops. Crap. <laughs> right? So, uh, anyway, it, it's just one of those things. I'm, I'm just so interested in to see what these Gen 2, Gen 3 motors have to offer over their predecessors. You know, I never ran one of the original Tekken Redlines. When I bought a Tekken, they were into the Gen 2s already. So, I, I don't know what the difference was from the Gen 1s to the Gen 2s. I, I don't know. Obviously, they are improving things. There's a reason why they're doing it. The other thing I do know, we're going to expect to see Gen 3 ESC soon. There's no yeah. way they're going to tell me they're not because the Gen 2 motors came out six months later. The Gen 2 ESCs were coming out. It's the way of RC. You bought it six months ago. It's obsolete now. Yeah. I'm just waiting for Reedy to release a new ESC just after I got a 410R. <laughs> it's a slick ESC, man. The program box, it actually has a battery uh, checker built into it, too. So you can plug really? your, yeah you can plug your batteries into it and check your batteries and stuff through it. All right, that's slick. Yeah, and you can uh, and to program it like you know most of them when you program with a program card you got to unplug the receiver wire and plug it in. Yeah. This one does it through the sensor wire that plugs into the motor. That's genius. It's it's kind of clever. Now don't get me wrong, it's a huge pain in the butt because you got to unplug the sensor wire and you got to plug this thing in and it's not bad. At, yeah, anyway, it, it, it's, it's not it's not horrible, but it's clever. I like it. Well, the place I'd see that the best in is if they did that for forward, for it. And I'm not real up on the Reedy stuff, but if that you could run that in a Pro 4 truck, you know, how many of them are the 8-scale design, and they've all got a sealed radio box? It is a major pain to get mm -hmm. the wire out of that, and then you got about that much to pull it out. <laughs> yeah. For, because you had to drape it all through the chassis and keep it on the drive lines. If you didn't already have to put a splice and a longer one on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been there, done that. Well, see, I used to run, back when I first built my SC10 4x4, I put, actually put a Castle Mamba Max Pro in it. Mm -hmm. They were bad ESCs for the price of what it was. They'd run the motor, turn motor that I was running. As long as The only issue I ever had with that thing is if something got into the fan and stopped the fan from running for whatever reason, that yeah. thing would thermal shut down in a minute. <laughs> and it was like, oh. So and that's why my, I got rid of it. My low-C full-drive truck, well, all my full-drive stuff minus my my b44 three it's all castle yet my my full drive short course truck that is one of the original losies that came out i think i got it it was the one that came pre-built mm -hmm. uh, as a as a roller like yeah. i bought like it came out two weeks later i had that sucker in my possession so that's how old that truck is and how ragged it's been running i don't know how many <laughs> miles brought it but it's got a mama max pro and I cut the fan out of it and put a side piece racing fan in. If you ever look for aftermarket fans, they're like four bucks and they blow a ton of air. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I get a 3800 
uh, motor in it, 3800 four pole, and it, it's been hanging with them forever. This last year, I got destroyed by technos at the outdoor track. But, yeah, those technos are some nasty uh, trucks, man. Well, that yet yeah, throw a uh, RX eight with a 4600. It was like, yeah, yeah, little, those little, those Pro Four motors from Tegan yeah. are just ridiculous. Yeah, my my little truck ain't keeping up no more. No, no, trust me, Mike's got one of those Pro Four Tegan motors. Like now, I have an RX eight Gen two. Um, in my four-wheel drive short course truck, and I'm running one of the SC4X four-and-a-half-turn 550 cans, one of those mm-hmm. big red buggers, and mm-hmm. I even put the 13-millimeter rotor in it. Like, I, this motor, don't get me wrong, this motor is ridiculous, and this one comes off a little warmer, like comes off around 173, 174 after seven minutes, and again, I'm kind of okay with that considering it's belt drive, there's a lot of drag. I don't run any drag brake because the belt drive system is more than enough in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mike has one of those pro four motors with the RX eight and this thing has, he's running the same gearing I'm running and the stuff he does with this thing, like, don't get me wrong. I, for whatever reason, his won't do like mine will wheelie with my setup in it. <laughs> yeah. Four wheel drive, short course truck doing wheelies. It's, it's, it's not right by any, Mike's however, like I'll gun it to jump a jump, like to get as much air as possible. And I think like Mike pulls half throttle and like jumps four times further than I do. Like those pro four motors are insane, <laughs> insane. But yeah, when I was running my castle, I actually bought, you know, you can buy those little Y plugs that let yeah. you plug the programmer in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a bunch of those. I still have a few kicking around somewhere. <laughs> like I, I carry all, I always carry an extra mama max pro in my bed, like in my, uh, toolbox in case now this has only come this summer i started carrying it um but just in case i have a major problem i have something i can drop in and, and run yeah god i've forbid. got i think i've got two of them laying around yet that i know one says losi on it was the rebranded whatever the heck it was but it's mm-hmm. mom max pro i think i've got a regular old castle one laying around somewhere too but that's the go-to esc you can throw in anything it may not work the best no but, but it'll work. work yeah yeah It'll work. You know what? They work really great in uh, in an SC10 RS with the uh, the the factory motor with that really? little Reedy 3800. It is, I think. A 3300. 33, yeah, 3300. Yep, yep, yep. It works great. You you'll notice a like a 15 to 20 degree drop in that motor just changing the ESC. Oh, I believe it. Don't change anything else. Just put an ESC in there and I'm, like a Mama Max Pro on Blinky. Mm-hmm. Completely different truck. Run it, run it the way they sell it in the box. You will have a cooked motor in no time. You'd be cooking bacon and eggs on it <laughs> by the five minute qualifier you were just in. I don't understand. I'm so mad about that, man. That was well, my... like, those Traxxas Valenion systems. There was well, my buddy Dale that he's a mad scientist by all means applicable, but he had a Traxxas Valenion in his in his four-wheel drive slash mm-hmm. it was actually a lighter shade of blue he had gotten it so hot so many times <laughs> i'm, I'm telling you that dude he could do anything with an rc car well when the 22 t's came out our other buddy the other kid jim he bought one and it was he was running a mirror mode mid motor and somebody else is doing something else and everybody he shows up with a and i, I was like what the heck is that it's a stadium truck with an old nitro rustler body on it <laughs> but I couldn't see the motor hanging on the back. What is that? And you hear it take off, and you could hear like a motor winding up going down a straightaway. What is it? Finally takes it off. He took a piece of aluminum channel and made took a rustler, 
and turned it around and made it mid motor with this. And then he had the little like the Traxxas rally packs. It was the only battery fit between the chassis. So he had that zip tied down in there. He won the whole race that day. Come on! Decimated everybody. <laughs> My next race weekend, I want one of those. So we had our we had our twenty two watts. I had the twenty two watt two point Because I had the second it's still hanging in my basement. It was oh my so god, funny. that's too funny. Oh he's yeah, he's a mad scientist. And then another quick story about him. We had the one Novak race down in Omaha that at the Hobbyplex. It's an awesome place if you get a chance to go. But they did um uh Bob Novak tied up with their Novak club system. It was a spec class for all the short course buggies. So everybody, you got a Novak system, and they set everybody's gearing to whatever. Well, that was right when the Kyoshos were coming out. Nobody really knew a whole lot about them, so there was one kid running it, and, and they didn't know his ratios so it was close, and we're like, well, that's not really a production car, and they had to be production cars to run. And we look over at Dale, we're like, hey, go upstairs to the to the discount bin that's full of Traxxas crap, and go build a short course buggy real quick, because we know you can do it. And we'll throw you in that race with them, and you can just decimate everybody there again. <laughs> uh, that's, <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so Dre, what do you run for vehicles? What's in your stable right now? We want to start off with racing, we want to start off with bashing and play. Whatever you got. Let's hear okay. it. I got okay. We'll start off with the crawlers. I've got an old uh, axial Scorpion uh, chassis that I'm converting into a tube tubed out scaler. Right. I've got a Vatera Blazer that I painted up like my full size K5 Blazer. I've got an axial SCX10 G6, which is uh, the Jeep body. I've got one of those that fills up the crawlers. I've got my very first RC, my first hobby grade RC car yet, my Traxxas Rustler. Which I think the only stock piece in that left is the maybe the front body mount. I think everything else has been replaced or broken. <laughs> I've got a slash yet. I don't know why I hate the thing, but I still have it. I've got. I had. I've got, I had it. Well, I still have it. It's just I parted it out. Uh, the low C twenty two SCT the one point yeah. I have it. I have the two point which I currently race. I've got my twenty two T, the original one. Of that, I still race that. I've got a four associated that yeah, hurts to say that associated that forty-four <laughs> three buggy. Why do you have a forty-four three and not a two two four? Belts are for whipping, boy. Enough said. <laughs> Enough, Enough said. said. <laughs> Enough said. I'm not gonna lie because I have my SC ten four by four and it's mm-hmm. belt driven. When I hear the the twenty two fours because they're a belt drive. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, I love my 443, and I know you've heard me say that a million times. But when somebody's got their 224 just a winding out, and you can hear those belts in there, it's like, oh, man, I love that sound. <laughs> I don't know why. I just I love the sound of that belt drive just winding. The coolest belt drive sound I've ever heard was the SC10 4x4s, that front clicker in them. Yeah. A guy, I don't know how you run yours, but a guy on our track ran his with a clicker. So you just have to jump and hit the brakes, the back wheels lock up for a <laughs> Yeah, like that is awesome. Yeah, no, I don't. I keep mine locked down. Yeah. For with the racing I'm doing, I don't need it at all. The um, and then well, I got my other short course. My my first foray into real hobby grade RC, you know, other than tracks and stuff. Like the first real true race one I had was a, a low C triple X SCT short course. Like I've still got that. It's hanging on the wall. It's retired. Yeah, um, I've got my low C eight two buggy which i just beat the snot out of i race it once in a while but mostly i'd beat the snot out of it and then i've got 
my four wheel drive short burst truck, my SCTE. And then I've got, and I said the 22 SCTs, the nine that did Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I interrupted you and you got to the 443. <laughs> I've got too much crap, is what the mouse do. Oh, I've got this guy that I just got in the mail the other day. My yeah, you sent me a picture of that. <laughs> I love this thing. I oh, I cannot wait to take this off. Some sweet jumps. Well, what I is think, it? Not everybody can see it. I can see it. Oh, yeah. it is a low C truggy. And I, I've been looking on there because I can't figure out if it's a 3.0 or not. It was the gas, but the gasoline version of the truggy. But the guy bought it. And I don't know why, because looking at the bottom of the chassis, there's one little scuff mark, so it barely ever got ran. He converted to electric, and then he sold it, and I basically stole the thing off an off a, our auction block website. I got it dirt stupid cheap. But so, but I've been doing some research. I don't know if it's the, the 8T 2.0 or if it's a 3.0. that they let, I can't imagine it'd be a 3.0 as, as cheap as you're selling them. It's probably no, a 2.0. No, probably not. Yeah, it's probably a 2.0, especially if it started off life as one of the gassers. Yeah. Like with the, the, the little four-stroke uh, gas engine on it. Yeah. Or two-stroke. The, the, the main reason I bought it, and you've seen the video of me backflipping that buggy. Yeah. <laughs> the main reason I bought it is for parades and this beatness. There's no place around here that races truggies close that I could go to on a regular basis. Yeah. And But I wanted something because I destroyed that eight-scale buggy I've got and my four-wheel drive short horse truck inside of 10 minutes showing off for this parade deal to promote our club. I'm like, I need one more big stupid thing I can just beat on. So I'm like, I need a truggy. I thought briefly about buying an Emacs, but like, nah, I think a truck you take the abuse a little better. But. Buy an X Max. Buy uh, a Yeti XL. <laughs> I seen an Yeti XL in the morning a couple weeks. I didn't realize how big them things are. They're I can't, huge, dude. Yeah, they're like, huge. Like I thought a Yeti was big, like yeah. obnoxiously big. But a Yeti XL is like obnoxiously big. Yeah. My, my my Wraith was too big. I had that. I got rid of that. Oh, yeah, that's it's, it's too big. It's too easy. I like that. I'm like, what is stopping a Yeti XL from just driving over whatever the heck is in it? <laughs> that, I'm pretty sure I could tow a lawnmower around with that thing. <laughs> could you imagine if Tim made one of those go 100 mile an hour? Oh, it'd be awesome, but I don't know if you could. I'd be afraid. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wouldn't be anywhere near where it'd be getting close to that speed. Uh, nope. Uh, Not me. That, that was, well, my... I've seen enough four-wheel drive short course trucks with a 4S slapped in them. Let's see how fast it can go. It will scare small children, let alone that thing and whatever Tim's going to do because you know what's going to be off <laughs> yeah, yeah. My grandmother used to say all the time, oh, those are... And don't get me wrong. They are. They're toys. They are toys. They are toys. I'm not going to say that. But she's like, those are toys that little kids play with. So the one day she was leaving my house and I had... Uh, I think I had the, the trophy truggy, the HPI trophy truggy out front and I was just uh, messing around with it. And uh, I said, Graham, I said, yeah, these are toys for kids, right? And I just grabbed a handful of throttle. That thing goes zinging on by. She goes, yep, nope. (laughs) (laughs) She gets in the truck and leaves with my grandfather. (laughs) We were down at Ono, which is like an hour and a half for me, but from the rest of the guys, it's a couple hours away. This uh, county fair hired us. Well, I shouldn't say they hired us. They asked us to come. To their rate, to their fair, and put on a race with our club as an attraction. They build us a track. They they bought trophies. They did the whole works. We just had to go down with our transponder set up and set that up, and we did a race. So we're down there. We're running around. And I hear this old boy standing, uh, talking on his cell phone, talking to his daughter. He's like, "You gotta, 
you got to bring, I forget what his grandson's name was, we got to bring him down here. What? Remember that RC car we got in for Christmas? Oh, you ought to see these things down here. They're going like scalded cats around this track. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only like an hour and a half south of me. I'm like, yeah, I'm in the boonies now, boys. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is where the hoot owl and the chicken do some weird stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, let's get into the last couple of things. So right now, favorite TV show or movie or something that you are watching, whether it be a TV series, maybe on Netflix or a television show in general, or it doesn't have to be something you watch religiously, but something that if you can catch it, you watch it. What do you got? Me? Yeah. Walking Dead. Yeah? Huge fan. I haven't even watched. I'm probably about three episodes away from the mid-season finale, so I need to get on my get going because I think it comes back on February. Yeah, don't tell me a thing about it. I wait till the season's done, then I download then it. You, oh, yeah. Yeah, he I, does not live with me if you happen to be listening. <laughs> he goes to his mother's and uses the internet there. What's wrong with that? I don't download anything. I get everything legitimately through the interwebs. So do I. <laughs> okay, fair enough. What about you, Drew or Dre? I, I think I'm gonna probably blacklist, and I haven't. The just the first episode of season three came on the other night. I didn't. I didn't watch it. But what's blacklist? That's, that's, it is. Uh, it's got the dude. What's James Spader? He's the. He's a criminal that was. Well, he he was in the you're gonna be a U.S. Army intelligence officer, and then he bailed without giving too much away. He bailed on the deal, and then he was a fugitive from everybody for like 20 years, and then he just shows up one day, and he totally gets mixed in this in the leading gal's life. And I don't want to take away from it because it is an awesome show to watch. You just gotta. Buy season one on DVD or, or watch a couple episodes. It is an awesome show. Okay, so since Dre did such a horrible job of telling us what it's going on. Thank you. Thank you. It, All right. The Blacklist is an American crime drama television series that premiered on NBC on September 23rd, 2013. Raymond Red Reddington, James Spader, a former United States Navy officer turned high-profile criminal, voluntarily surrenders to the FBI after eluding capture for decades. He tells the FBI that he has a list of most dangerous criminals in the world that he has compiled over the years and is willing to guide their operations in exchange for immunity from prosecution. However, he insists on working exclusively with a rookie FBI profiler by the name of Elizabeth Keene, Megan Boone. The show also stars Diego, blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's good description. It. Yeah, it's good. It's though. a good show. That'd be, like I mean, that. it's no justified, but it's a good show. I might check it out. I might check it out. I think I've cut a couple of episodes of it. For me, right now, Street Outlaws. There's actually a couple of them. There's a few shows that I watch religiously, and my wife knows it, and she probably could tell you most of them. Street Outlaws, uh, the the gold one there on Discovery. I watch a lot of Discovery television, dude. Like, a lot. There's the... Uh, what is the name of it now? No, I know, but it's the gold one. Gold Rush? Gold Rush. Gold Rush, yeah. So it's Street Outlaws, Gold Rush, uh, Curse of Oak Island, and... Oh, yeah, there's another one in history, too, that I watch. I can't think of the name of it. It's it's basically where they all live. 
like that it's like follows a lot of people that live like the real outdoor life oh, like oh uh, i've seen like a couple episodes of the that hell's the name what is that called kind of like mountain men that's it yeah, yeah, yeah it is mountain it? Men. yeah yeah, yeah. mountain men those those are those are the big ones for me that's my kind of life right there <clears throat> i think it's really nifty but the thing is is like that that's a dedicated way of life very dedicated like, like that's you're out there you're why did that cat follow you downstairs? Oh, well, now I gotta edit that out too. Thanks. No, oh. I can barely hear it. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it for me. I got, like I said, I got more than one. I guess that might be a little bit of my ADHD that I have. Like I can't just watch one TV show. I have to watch like four. Oh, oh and Hawaii Five O. Hawaii Five and, and Real- I love the new Hawaii Five. I don't know why. Hang on, there's a new one. Yeah, they made they made like a new new series of Hawaii Five O with uh, um, Scott Con, you know, James Con's oh, son. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Varsity Blues, Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's he's one of the main characters in it. So I, I enjoy that. Uh, of course, Walking Dead, like you said, I have a lot of shows that I really like watching, but I don't watch any of them religiously. It's just I'll sporadically watch this and that. Like right now, like I said, right now if it's one show, Street Outlaws. And you ask my wife. Like I sit up in bed. I watch Street Outlaws. I have a feeling you're going to get me right into that one. Oh, dude, as soon as I give you that hard drive with those four seasons on it, it's game over. <laughs> like you're you're going to be like me. Dude, I, I haven't watched it for the last three nights because I need the fifth season. So I have to purchase the fifth season in order to be ready for the fourth season to end. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're addicted. Yep, pretty much. And it's all because of Tim. It's all because Tim talked to, to Big Chief. Uh, Justin Shearer, and there's a potential of him maybe, maybe being on the TSR podcast. So that kind of did it for me. It's like, well, I need to know who we're going to talk to. And not that I'm taking anything away from Big Chief. I think Big Chief is a really cool guy. And <clears throat> the the stuff that him and Sean do, it's just, they're, they're two guys that in without cameras around, without, you know... A, you would not want to leave the three of us alone because I would be right in the mix of whatever they wanted to do. No questions. And I'll tell you this big chief. I seen this guy. He pushed this one dude and he was a big dude. And the big dude moved a very long way. (laughs) I would not want to make big chief upset at all. He is a big dude. So all the wife's going to bed. We're almost done. Anyway, we're getting close. We're getting close. Okay. So now we talked about show TV shows. So we'll talk about our favorite memes. The memes. <laughs> the memes. Favorite memes. Memes that make you laugh. Mine are inappropriate. Oh, they're all inappropriate. Who are you oh, getting? Ah, I had to say, there's one on the top of my head that I shared with you the other day. Which one was that? You again? know how all the girls are showing, sharing all the posts about, you know, bigger girls are beautiful too. And uh-huh. I shared one with Matt. They're uh, big uh, men. Love, need love too or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I gotta find it again. It was pretty funny. Okay, so Dre is showing me it's uh, Mike Myers as cat uh, Doctor Evil doing the evil, like where he does the quotation marks in the air pose, and it goes, it, it goes by tax return. You mean RC parts? <laughs> like, oh, that's a good. One. Four by four parts for me. This is this one right now is a, is a, one of my funny ones. So I'll see if uh, can you see that? 
Yeah, I can't read it though. Oh, hang on, let me, let me. Oh, that way. It's it's just too blurry. I know which chick you're look. I know which chick I'm looking at because I uh, yeah. Okay, so anyway, it's a picture of this very attractive lady, young lady, wearing a kilt, um, and a tight, uh, sweater, button-up sweater, white sweater, mm-hmm. and she's smiling. And I might add too, she's her cleavage is exposed, <laughs> and it goes smiles. A smile beats duck face, and then on the bottom of it, it says cleavage beats everything. <laughs> That's true. I think I showed you this one before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you guys have you guys seen the new video with Macaulay Culkin? No, no. I watched okay. it. You need to watch it because this meme kind of gets it because he's like schizoid in this video. But yeah, it's a. When you take your friends wheeling for the first time and they say, don't do anything too crazy. Uh, and there's this picture of Macaulay Culkin, like, holding the steering wheel, turning around, smiling, like. That's okay. me. Ah, that's a good one. What do you got over there, Kyle? Oh. Come, they told me. Par- Dude, we didn't even get into the cider beers that you bought. We did not. Damn. Hey, Matt, how do you cut carbs? Uh, I don't. Sure do. Use a pizza cutter. Okay, yeah, that works. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. What do you got, Kyle? Come on. I don't know. It's pretty dirty, this one. Get on with it. I'll kinda, edit it. kind of works with the, uh, the girlfriend, anyway. It's the kid with the... Okay, yeah, the so fast. I think everybody's seen that, Mimi, where it's the kid with, like, the, the, like the yeah, kind of pose. It's like the little kid. Anyway. Anyway, the quote is, she's seen my peanut, Peter belt, and her panties dropped. <laughs> I see those all the time on a lot of, like, the like the Ram trucks of Ontario page. I'm part of 705 trucks. They'll post them all the time, and there'll be these two hot broads standing with, like, a hood open, and be like, I don't know what he's talking Just all kinds of silly stuff. Those, I don't even want to repeat <laughs> some of it because it's really, really bad. <laughs> Well, I've got I've got a ton of bad ones, but yeah, they can't go on this show. I'll have to send them to you otherwise. We'll try not to do that. Like I said, I got a little bit of editing to do, but I think that's yeah. about it. Do you guys got anything? Oh, not unless we go into an RC tangent for another twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, I'll just sit quietly over here while you do that. <laughs> uh oh, I'm just Tim's laying out carbon fiber, folks. Uh oh, what's he? What, he build another speed car. He's getting ready to pull some speed car bodies. Okay. This stuff's getting. I was question, Matt. How close are you to buying a funny car? Just from listening to Tim talk about it. Dude, I am. You, Kyle, tell Dre what I said earlier. It has to do with the boat that he said he seen earlier. What am I willing to do right now? I'm willing to sell that You're boat right. with a radio and a set of batteries for four hundred fifty dollars US in order to start building a pro stock car. And I have nobody to run it with. <laughs> I have nobody that even remotely has one. But I want one bad. Like, badly, badly, badly. And the good news is, I know that the um, uh, one of the ESCs that Tim has been using, it's a one-cell ESC. You can get it on Hobby King. I think we've talked about it before, so you, most of you guys might already know. <clears throat> they're dirt cheap. They're under. I think they're about $50. They are working great. So one of those, the cat pack, a cheap two and a half turn motor. Guess what? I'm running a one cell pro stock car, bro. 
I really this they look so freaking sweet. They and are. I've got I've got absolutely no place to run them, but it looks awesome. <laughs> it's just cool. It, it's like an RC10 World's Kit. I've I've had it in my freaking box on A-Main. I don't know how many times to buy it. Yeah. I was eh, I don't need it. You said I'll build it and it'll sit on a shelf and I'll never drive it. So funny enough, so I'm working today. I'm at my last customer of the day, and it's an Italian place. It's called Paisano's. Um, and I'm in there talking to one of the, the chefs on the kitchen side, Fior. And I just happened to talk to say, you know, mention RC to him. And he goes, Oh really? RC? I'm like, yeah. He goes, I got an RC 10 at home. And I'm like, what? And I'm not talking about like a, a reproduction RC 10. He's got an original RC 10 at home, like an original. Nice. Still has it. <laughs> and awesome. I'm like, Oh my God. I said, no, I said, dude, I would just love to come to your house and look at it stuff. Like, look at all your stuff from back then. Because like you said, he hasn't done it in forever, but he's got one. And he's got an RC-10 at home, an original RC-10. That's awesome. Isn't it? Like, that's yeah. just crazy. I love when the guys bring the old... Well, some of you... I had never seen one up close. A buddy brought a Clodbuster to the track one time. Yeah. And it's the old school, the red clod. I mean, that was just... It's amazing to look at the old stuff. First of all, like this truck. I love taking this new short course truck and putting it side by side my slash and just looking. How in four years technology has changed. This is a thoroughbred race truck. Yeah. It is built for that, and you had a total toy. I mean, it's just so fun. Well, but that's it. And then that's the worst part. Like, a lot of people, I think, forget that the short course truck craze came from the Traxxas two wheel drive slash. Literally, the there worst is no such thing. There is no such thing as an SC10. There is no such thing as, as an SC, SCTE22. There is none of it. None of it. None. Yeah. And then you look at this, and like that's as close as you get to stretching a buggy out and making it something else. I mean, it's yeah. There's nothing play left in these things. Does anybody give you flack about your uh, your Max Amps packs? Oh, trust me, I get plenty of flack over a lot of crap. And yeah, that I get a little bit of. Geez, you bought them high price, freaking like yeah, and that high price battery whipped your tail. Mm-hmm. So obviously, they're doing a little bit of something. There's. Like I talked to you about them shorties the one day. There's zero fade on them. They don't ever fade out. Yeah, no, they don't. They're, they're quality. And I, you know, maybe it's in my head, but I swear there's more punch with them. I know for a fact in the full drive, the heavy systems and the eight scale stuff, you put a max amps in versus a cheaper 4S pack, it is insane, the mm-hmm. difference. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to going out and running my boat um, and doing a little bit of comparison between packs and stuff like that. But, but you know, it's, fu- it's funny you mentioned that because I've had friends of mine mention to me, uh, like they just notice when I'm running those shorties, the max amp shorties and my stuff, there is no fade. Like I just, it's constantly, the car's got the same goal from it, from the word, from the, the, the finish, the start horn to the finish horn. And, you know, we were running 10 minute practice, uh, la- like practice sessions, um, last weekend when I went and practiced, and I'm not taking away from max amps at all, but I, I ended up getting one of those Reedy Square Packs, 5,200 milliamp hour ones after 10 minutes. And I was out there before the timer started. So I ran a full 10 with my mod two-wheel drive short course truck. It came off with 63% battery left after 10 minutes. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. You want to talk about efficient. So I have some room yeah. to work and start wasting battery. <laughs> <laughs> try and get some more out of it okay the, the truck did pretty good like i said it did good good for the first time out and again it's it's a little bit of a learning curve to me what i really do like about the sc5m and it's very similar to um the b5m 
as far as geometry and stuff like that. So it's not a far cry to go from one to the other. Now, something I read about the associated stuff, and I, I've got a vague idea. I mean, I've, I've driven some of the older SC10s. I haven't driven an uh, SC5M yet. Um, what's with the tuning with a hard arm versus a soft arm? Is, <clears throat> is, that just seems like an odd deal to me to do it that way so, versus a spring setup. So I attribute it to this, and they say you really won't notice the difference between a soft, like a regular arm and a hard arm unless you're on really, really high bite stuff. Um, I can't say like I put hard arms on the back of my B5M, but I put them on because I had them. It wasn't because it was like, Oh, I'm going to try these, a tuning option. They were in, um, they, when I bought my B5M, I bought it off of a fellow racer who never ran it. He had literally just built it and he wasn't even finished with everything on it. Like he had literally just finished the build and there was still parts here, parts there. He gave me a bunch of spare arms, stuff like that, that he got. Right. Um, so I just had them in the bag and I happened to catch a, a pipe. And I broke the one side, and I think I had maybe lent or given somebody one of the regular arms at one point. So I only had one regular arm, which was the opposite side of the one that I broke. <laughs> so I only had the hard arm. So I put the hard arms on it. And, and I'm not going to lie. I never really noticed the difference. I've always ran hard arms on the back of my B5M. I haven't noticed a difference. But what I would say is, is maybe, <clears throat> you know, sometimes when you're changing your spring, because obviously you're trying to get a different spring rate, um, or sometimes you'll change your fluid or, or your shock piston. To me, it's if you feel like you're almost there mm-hmm. and you're just trying for that little bit more, the hard part might give you that little bit more. Mm-hmm. You, you know to, what I mean? To, it, to really get it tuned in. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they make hard parts for all the things. Like they make hard part like um, the, the upper plate where uh, the actual um, shock tower bolts to. They make that as a hard part option. I know they, I'm pretty sure they make shock towers as hard part options. It's, it's a harder plastic. So now it's going to be more prone to breaking and there's less flex to it. So you know what I mean? So there's less, there's less of that, that, and again, like I'm not that good of a driver. I'm really not. So I don't think I'll ever see the performance gains from a hard part to a regular part. But because I've ran the hard part now in the back of my B5M, I ordered replacement like, cause I broke a rear arm on my B5M after having them on there for a year. Which mm-hmm. I think is pretty good. I put a set of hard arms on, and I never broke them until practice day, where I was running like outlandishly out. Because I tried a couple of different things. I tried the shorty at the back of the chassis. I tried the shorty all the way forward. I'll tell you what, the shorty all the way forward made a huge difference over the, all the way back. Huge difference. And that's what I like. I don't get an opportunity to go out and practice very often. A lot of times for me, it's show up, you know, Saturday morning or Sunday morning, whatever day race day is. Mm-hmm. Run my cars a few times out on the track. I'm not touching the setup on it at all, so I don't have a lot of room to experiment. It's just mm-hmm. find what I'm comfortable with, see how the cars are handling, if they're pushing, if they're if they're if they're I'm losing rear traction, you know, try and solve those issues before race starts. That's mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. it was kind of nice this past weekend to be able to go out and just run them and not think about anything else, not worry about racing. Go out there, run it. Uh, you know, I ran out, I ran my my short course truck, and I was like, man, this thing is way too high, like way oh. too high. So I took it off, dropped it down, put it back out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was nice to be able to do that kind of stuff because I don't. We don't get that opportunity that much up here. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nice traveling to another track where you're not in charge of stuff. I totally understand that. Yeah. Or even or even have a slight piece because I mean, when I go to Des Moines, like four, five, six guys know me on a first name basis down there. Other than that, I'm on my own. Yeah. I can take her with whatever I want, which I love going to the home track and knowing everybody. I love helping people. I love 
fixing the solder joints for people or I'll try this with your car or try that or yeah I'll come around the announcer for two races so you go get your stuff ready and it's just I don't know yeah it, yeah and I, and mix, I, like, I don't mind bag. doing that stuff either it's a mixed bag yeah yeah for sure yeah. Well, I think that's about it you got anything over there Kyle no no well I think that'll be it for the NBM podcast this time around I want to say of course thank you very much to Heath over at Cow RC. He has been a huge supporter of the NBM podcast. He has done giveaways with us. He has done all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm going to talk to him here about stuff we're going to do in 2016 with him. Um, a huge thank you to him. Uh, of course, a huge thank you to Edwin over at Dutch Oven Designs. You know, Edwin has helped out the NBM podcast since the day I wanted to get shirts made for, for the guys on the show, and he's been great to us. Um, obviously, a little bit of news for him. Uh, Ryan Lutz is now running uh, Dutch Oven Designs as far as uh, his shirts and stuff like that. So that's awesome to see. Congratulations. I know we had Ed and Edwin on a little while ago, and he had talked about a big announcement. That was it. Uh, they were working on signing a deal with uh, Lutz. I want to thank Thomas over to MKS Servos. Um, congratulations to, I believe it's Kenny Johnson, uh, is the new Surface Team Manager for MKS USA. Uh, so congratulations to Kenny for, for you know, uh, taking on that role. Thomas, thank you very much, of course, for, for supporting uh, myself and, you know, guys like Mike and stuff like that. And thanks to Tim for introducing us to MKS Servos. Those things are the bomb. I love them. I don't care what anybody says. You go buy your cheap Savox all you want. My MKS will blow that thing out of the water. Do not show me a Savox over there, Dre. Just don't do it. <laughs> I think he's going to show me an MKS Servo is what he's going to do. Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh, that's ugly. That's ugly. It's a digit. All right, I want to try one, but if you knew how deep I was and how many of these I own right now, it would scare me to try to convert it at this point. Well, you don't have to change all of them. I say try it in one. I want to, I want to try it in the truggy badly. I want the biggest, stupidest, overpowered server I can get in that thing. So I hit the dude. It's the front tire just... Yeah, uh, that would be an X6 or the HBL 599. They are a little pricely, but they are brushless. They are monster servos. And actually, mentioning MKS, they've got guys this year. They've got, I believe, Kyle Johnson. They have Joe Bornhorst. Um, and who's the other guy? There was one more guy. Hang on. I got to look. I got to mention it. Yeah, they had a big post up there today, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. It was super, super cool to see something like that. Like, to, to see that, you know, there's some big names as far as, uh, I would say, um, U.S. drivers. You know what I mean? Like like North American drivers. Because don't yep. get me wrong. And I'm not knocking any of the other MKS drivers. Like, I know we have um, uh, Ben something or other. It was Mike True. That's the other guy. Yeah, Mike Trury. Mike, yeah. Mike, Mike Trury is going to be running MKS Servos, so that's really cool. Uh, ben Sterling, I believe, is out of Australia. He runs MKS Servos, and there's a bunch of other guys that run MKS Servos. And, and you know, I'm not trying to knock Savox here, but I have to say, I remember last year when I started running MKS Servos, I had one of the younger racers come up to me and goes, he goes, I still think Savox are better than MKS. And I looked at him and I said, okay. I said, I'm not going to argue with you. I said, but what I want you to do is I want you to go home and go on your computer and Google how many professional pilots that pilot RC run Savox servos. I said, when you can give me a list of 10 that run Savox servos, I said, I'll, I'll agree with you. Savox are better than MKS. I said, but while you're at it, type in MKS servos and RC piloting, whether it be helicopters or planes. 
I said, and then come back to me. He never came back to me. <laughs> and again, I'm not trying to be rude about it, but that's just the reality of it. There is a reason why MKS servos are as good as they are. They, they and, and, you know, people say, oh, Spectrum came from, you know, the, the, the S6040 came from the tail rotor of a helicopter. I'm like, okay, listen, I'm not worried about the damn tail ro- rotor of a helicopter, okay? I'm dealing with servos here that make the blades and the 3D friggin' helicopters do all that crazy stuff. And if you uh-huh. imagine the amount of abuse those kind of servos go through doing that, and they run time after time after time. They can take anything we can throw at them. <laughs> anything uh-huh. we can throw at them. So, of course, uh, thank you to MKS. Um, uh, I'm forgetting people. Of course, thanks to Rick, Gone Banana Racing Skins. If I would have forgot him, I would have got shot. I swear I would have got shot. Who am I missing? Your wife. Well, my wife, yeah, I can't complain. <laughs> she, she, she tolerates my hobby a lot. Um, of course, I have to say a special thank you to John Schultz, and team associated Uh, i should have really mentioned it at the beginning of the show but i didn't thank you to those guys uh over at associated as well as john um without those guys being involved the sc5m i probably would ended up with one but it wouldn't have the reedy systems in it like i have um and so i appreciate that very much i appreciate everything anybody and everything that's been involved matt olson over at mip doesn't matter if you've done anything to help me with my rc hobby uh, whether it be, you know, Dave from DE and Chris when he was with the, you know, the rims and tires, the, the rims that I have, you know, thank you for all of that because it means a lot to me. You know, to some people, it's like, oh, cool. To me, it means the world to me. It's nothing I've ever expected. This thing has turned into a monster of its own. Kyle sitting and looking at me like, can I go home to bed, please? I'm ready for bed, please. <laughs> I'm still over here talking away. Anyway, thank you to everybody who has supported the NBM podcast. Thank you, Dre, for coming on with us. Happy to come on. Thanks for having me. We will have you on again at some point or another. Who knows? You might be on the next one if I can't find some other sucker to come in. Actually, I'm going to talk to a couple of the local guys local. I know Joel, a friend of mine that I race with, he's offered. uh, He's kind of like, give me a time. I'll be there. So I'm going to try and lure him into a show and uh, have him sitting here. But we'll have you on again for sure, Dre. You know, thank you very much for spending the evening with us. And uh, I think that's it from the NBN podcast. I'm Matt. That's Kyle over there. You can't wave. They can't see you wave. <laughs> this is audio radio. You have to say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. There you go. And there's Dre over there. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, see, he even knows it. He's an amateur. You've got one more show under your belt than this. Uh, oh, wait, no. He actually has a sh- another show. So you guys are tied because he did the Christmas show with us. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right, folks, have yourself a great evening. Thank you for listening to the MBM podcast. If you have any feedback or you want to ask a question or anything like that, look us up on Facebook. We're under the MBM After Hours podcast on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on mbmpodcast.podbean.com. And, of course, the email address is mbmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for a page starting up for a few other things. I'll make sure I post it through the podcast. But make sure you check it all. Like, share, do all that wonderful subscribing stuff. And, get it all out there the more people that like us the better i tell you guys when we hit a thousand likes there will be a kit to give out and i hope to god i can find somebody to sponsor it so i don't have to pay for it i'll buy a losi kit why would you buy a losi kit (laughs) (laughs) but it it, sponsor maybe maybe we'll talk to frank root and see if he'll no that won't happen i know that won't happen that just won't happen (laughs) we've had frank on before frank's a cool guy i can't complain anyway for myself at the NBN Podcast, have yourself a good night. I'm actually going to hit the stop button this time, play some lead-out music. Oh, wait. 
I almost screwed it up. It's not a stop button. We play the lead out deal. Wait for it. Let's all go down to Doomswalker. Doom <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Uh, all right, there it is. Wait for it. Wait for it. All right, folks, have a good night.